Hi, I'm Natalie Armat from NITV. Neighbour Day on March 28 is a national celebration of community. It's a day that reminds us why having strong social connections is so good, not only for our wellbeing, but for those around us. It brings together people from next door, the local community, or even online. But the real strength is in us knowing that Neighbour Day isn't just one day, it's every day. Visit neighbourday.org for events and information. Neighbour Day is a program of Relationships Australia. The average person spends 44 minutes a day thinking about food. At Oz Harvest, thinking about food is a full-time job because we're always looking for new ways to nourish our country and combat food waste and hunger. Every day, we rescue quality surplus food across Australia and deliver it to those who'd otherwise go hungry. And you can help. Every dollar donated to Oz Harvest can provide two meals to people in need. Visit ozharvest.org. Thought for food. Been playing for a while Sweet kicks Cause footy makes you smile Sweet kicks football If you're getting ready for the trials Gotta go the extra mile Sweet kicks football hearing that sweet sound when you kick the ball? Need to develop your footwork or explosive speed? Want to take the next step in your footy career? Then you need Sweet Kicks. More info on our Facebook page or go to our website sweetkicksfootballacademy.com.au Gotta go the extra mile Sweet Kicks Football Hi, I'm Maria from Sesame Street. And Elmo's Elmo. And we're here to talk about driveways. Driveways can be dangerous for children. Or little red monsters. So it's important for parents to always watch their children around them. Yeah, driveways are for cars, not for play. That's right, Elmo. Play only in safe places away from driveways because people in cars may not see you. Uh, Elmo sees you, Maria. Tag, you're it. Oh, here I come, <laughs> Elmo. Remember, driveways are like roads. Always supervise, separate, and see. Learn more at kidsafevic.com.au. There are plenty of Classic Hits radio stations, but this is where GoRadio.Live is different. We unashamedly select the best music from our chosen era. We develop programs that provide the music with minimal interruption. For many hours of the day, you won't hear any announcers, just great music and the occasional station ID. We let the music play through until the end, no crossfades and no announcers talking over the start and end of tracks. We think you're going to love GoRadio.Live, radio as it should be. Check it out at www.goradio.live or download the free app from Google Play or the App Store. Hi, this is Missy Higgins for RAD, recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. I see a lot of things at gigs, mostly people having a good time and a few drinks. But what I'd hate to see is someone getting behind the wheel after they'd been drinking. Being even a little bit over the limit makes it too easy to lose control. So if you plan to drink, plan ahead. Arrange a designated driver who won't drink. Remember, music lives and you should too. How often should you wash your hands? Maybe around nine times a day. Four? Like 20. Maybe twice a day. Whenever they feel dirty. When should you wash your hands? After you touch some raw meat and before starting to eat. At the beginning, I wash my hands before preparing food. How would you rate your knowledge of food safety? Probably like an eight out of ten. Six or seven. Seven point five. Learn more at foodsafety.asn.au slash food safety training.
Food safety, it's in your hands. The mate with the high-tech Bluetooth fish finder, but not a life jacket. You know the type. So when enjoying the water, make the right call to keep your mates safe. Make sure they wear a life jacket. A message from your mates at Royal Life Saving. It's women's Aussie rules, they're doing what they love. They're fast and tough, don't mess with them, cause they can get rough. Are you ready for the challenge? Are you ready for the mess? It's the call of the game, it's the VFL Women's Match of the Day. It's the VFL Women's Match of the Day. On WARFradio.com, this is the VFL Women's Match of the Day and later on the VFLW YouTube stream. I'm Peter Holden. Thank you very much for joining us on what has been a wet start to a Melbourne morning. We're heading for a top of 20. Showers are easing, and I can tell you at Vic Park, after we had a downpour about uh, 20 minutes ago, it has stopped, but those key words for now. Joining me in commentary today, we thank you for making the very last minute call up. Unfortunately, we had three callers come down with the Windy Hill flu uh, this week. Um, two of them we found out literally uh, an hour and 15 minutes ago that they couldn't come in. We sent the text message out, we put up the bat signal and he managed to come in time. A very good morning to John O'Van. Yeah, good morning, Peter. Good morning, everybody listening. Uh, yes, it is a... Oh, yeah, it is a fairly overcast and rather miserable day, but uh, the weather's been much of the same this week, I have to say, uh, especially last week uh, at Vic Park I was here, we couldn't unfortunately, we couldn't uh, get a call up, unfortunately for that game, uh, Collingwood Hawthorne it was, and uh, yeah, it was uh, raining cats and dogs there, and no exception, I suppose, uh, today, I'm expecting. So. Ironically, we do say cats and dogs, that is our game coming up also at 1pm here on WARFradio.com, the dogs and the cats out there at uh, VU Witten Oval, and uh, yeah, unfortunately, as we said, the video stream word, but not the audio for Collingwood with Hawthorne last week because otherwise I imagine you would have been going off like crazy with the Meg Hutchins goal from the uh, forward pocket which is you know not only yeah, she's playing at the Hawks at the moment but of course she was originally with the Collingwood Football Club grew up as a Collingwood supporter here at Vic Park mm-hmm. and, she, and as she I think jokingly said oh yeah you've got to aim it to this post or this whatever at this end of the ground I grew up as a supporter here I know exactly where to aim yeah the uh, the kick was absolutely perfect she thread you know, she uh, th- uh, sorry threaded the eye of the needle absolutely perfectly, and yeah, deserved a goal. But uh, unfortunately, it wasn't that great of a day for the Hawks. Indeed, and the Collingwood uh, bandwagon keeps on rolling on. We know they've had at least, of course, one loss at the uh, AFLW level, undefeated at the moment in uh, VFLW. So the feeling's got to be good around the Collingwood camp at the moment as a club, particularly on the women's side with both the AFLW and VFLW side so dominant. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, It's going to be interesting to see uh, what happens uh, given that uh, obviously this week is the last uh, week of the home and away season for the AFLW. So, yeah, finals are coming up for the Pies and I think they'll do pretty well. Top six system, so it's going to be a little bit 
interesting, but um, they're top spot, aren't they? So they get the week uh, They off. would be second by percentage. So they still get the week off, don't they? Uh, sorry, sorry, pardon me, in AFLW. Um, let me have to double-check that, actually. I'll have to bring up the AFLW ladder. I always keep thinking of VFLW, where they're second by percentage because, of course, the uh, Port Melbourne Borough at the mm. moment are sitting on top of the table, and we have got them tomorrow, Port Melbourne and Essendon, out there at the hangar. But uh, as opposed to the AFLW ladder, which would have had, I guess, a minor change with uh, the Bulldogs winning, but of course their percentage was uh, looking fairly weak uh, coming into that uh, game. The ladder for the AFLW at the moment sits uh, it's similar to the VFLW. There we are. Collingwood by percentage. Mm. Uh, 1.5% in fact, just behind the Brisbane Lions. Adelaide Crow sitting third, Fremantle fourth, Melbourne fifth, all of them one win behind uh, the Lions and the Pies. The Kangaroos at the moment sit in sixth. As we said, the Bulldogs sit in seventh and the only chance of the Bulldogs to go in is for the Kangaroos' percentage to be absolutely annihilated, which we don't think will happen. And even if it did, then they've got to hope for Carlton to lose because if Carlton beat GWS, Carlton's percentage is um, looking okay at the moment. Yeah, it's fair to say we all uh, love a mathematical chance and talk talking about uh, talking about mathematics when it comes to percentages. But I tell you what, this. Uh Looking at the ladder at the moment, I saw it last night uh, in the game uh, between Western Bulldogs and Richmond. The percentages are huge. Mm. You know, 218, 217, 210, just to name the top three lines, Collingwood and and the Crows. So it just shows how important uh, percentage boosters are uh, in, in games, really. Absolutely. And the, the funny... The funny thing is, like, with the Bulldogs beating Richmond, it prob- and if they do miss finals, that game itself last night probably shows where the Bulldogs are at. Yes, they won five games this year, but did they ever really look like a side that could run amok in the finals? And it was no. It was like, the- yes, they picked up important wins, i.e. Melbourne on their home deck. Mm. But... Um, you know, that they couldn't get over North Melbourne down there in North Hobart, which was going to be a crucial game for them. Um, they, it, last night, it's like Richmond hung with them. And really, if they, if you looked at the, the form from last year, where obviously Richmond were wooden spooners, and, and even though the Bulldogs struggled, you thought, OK, the Bulldogs, to be a chance for the finals, really did have to put Richmond away. And at no, cha- at no time did it look like they were going to put the hammer down at home and run away with it. Yeah, I mean, it was... it was. Um, I mean, Richmond certainly kept themselves in the game. It was just one of those things where you, you go to do the wash-up at the end and think, oh, gee, that was disappointing. Like, uh, yeah, the free-kick count certainly fell the way of the Western Bulldogs, I'll tell you that. Um, but unfortunately, they couldn't really take, uh, take advantage of that, I suppose, the Dogs. The only uh, disappointing thing um, to really come out of that game is we know Katie Brennan kicked a handful of goals there for the Tigers mm. was the start time was 5.10pm on a Friday night in exactly. Melbourne, which is not great to get to. No. Um, and the lack of promotion around the game was very flat because if this was going to be a game, say, a little bit early in the season, maybe you would have had a bit more hype to it, particularly without the AFL men's around, because we know this was the first time that Katie Brennan was going to be pulling on the Tigers jumper at AFLW level mm. against the Western Bulldogs. We called her um, back in 2019 when she first made the jump across and was playing uh, VFLW 
for the Tigers against the Bulldogs. And there was a fair bit of argy-bargy. The game, the game at um, Witten Oval, she got whacked twice. And uh, I remember calling that elimination final where they just lost. Um, and the, the, <laughs> the friendly advice the Bulldog supporters were giving her over the fence. And you go, wow, there's a bit of heat in this. And because, obviously, Mon Conti jumped from the Bulldogs to Richmond, you're thinking, wow, this is going to be a spicy rivalry. This is a game to build up. And the build-up to the game, dare I say, was very flat. Yeah, I tend to agree with you there. I mean, considering the um, the leading goal kicker tallies, especially like you had a lot of people within close range of each other. You had Vessio, you had Brennan, you had House, and um, from the Dockers and all. You know, it, it's a very close-knit group uh, of players going head-to-head for that leading goal kicker award. And yeah, Brennan, she's uh, well and. Well, I think she's 14 equal um, yeah. equal first with 14 goals, I believe. Yeah, with uh, Darcy Vessio. So um, with obviously Vessio still to play against mm. the um, GWS Giants. And, and again, that that's another surprising thing. Like you said, with the lack of hype around the goal kickers race, there was a little bit on it, but there was a lack of hype going into it. And considering as well, let's be honest, Gambling is now in the game, and yeah. <laughs> and we get bombarded with the ads and whatever. Yeah, I actually personally thought the betting agencies would have gone crazy about it, going, oh, close goal kickers race, you know, there's multiple options for them to put odds on, etc. You thought, oh, yeah, they would have, you know, the gambling companies would have flogged the you-know-what out of it this week, you know, to get people interested in their product. And um, they didn't even pick up on it. Yeah, I think looking at... Um you know, I'm involved in cert- certain certain groups on Facebook, and I uh, I think, ah, oh, no one's really talking about the AFLW in terms of betting circles. I suppose that's a good thing, really. <laughs> that's just from it, 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 it's it's a weird thing, isn't it, mm. when it comes to AFLW and betting? Because people are understandably so sick of um, being bombarded with with gambling ads, mm. but at the same time don't you kind of want them to talk about it so it shows the growth of a sport to show its mainstream and if the gambling companies are talking and talking and talking about it it forces the mainstream media in a way to follow it because people are like well if we're pouring money or gambling money we want as much information before we put our money on the line oh yeah actually yeah i think if you had someone like you know sports bet especially they're they're really into the um I guess the memes when it comes to yeah. sports and they had a fair thing or two to say about the AFLW which uh, I'm pretty sure they have they've, they've sort of you know dipped their you know dipped their toe in the water just a bit and yeah we see Georgie Parker of course before the coverage yep yeah so yeah maybe if um, I suppose if the betting companies just actually just touched on it not necessarily with money involved but yeah maybe if they touched on it that would obviously uh, increase the um, exposure. Well, well, as we talk around the hype to the AFLW, for those that have just joined us, you're on WARFradio.com. 10 a.m. bounce down this morning between Collingwood and the Casey Demons. Uh, we're hoping to get locked in an interview with Chloe uh, McMillan, the Collingwood coach. She said she'll be able to join us on our pre-game show. She was going to lock in a time and we sent a message to Tamara Hyatt, assistant coach with the uh, Casey Demons. Uh, hasn't responded as yet, but uh, we're keeping an eye out for her message. Um... 
Daniel Harford, uh, it, was, it was kind of reported online, but mentioned that he felt um, on, on RSM Breakfast, he's co- obviously he's Carlton coach, but talking and he's had his breakfast host, he, he felt that the AFLW had lost momentum. Now, when he says momentum, that's not the season as a whole, mm. but as in because now the AFL men's, is, it, it now overlaps with the AFL men's, it's a case of everyone's, well, I won't say everyone, pardon me, most people's attention has now turned away to the AFL men's competition. Yeah, and that's the unfortunate thing. I mean, I certainly still watch the AFLW as, uh, I suppose it uh, also depends who you are, like if you've got if you've got mates playing in um, in the code, then um, I suppose you'll watch them and and the crowd figures are still um, up. Like the crowd, the crowd figure last night was, um, you know, average, but you know it was still reasonable um, for a five ten start. Yeah, exactly. Even so, um, I mean, what the 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 season would have ended last year, maybe a week ago. Am I around the ballpark? So, yeah. Um, you know, it would clash directly with uh, round round two of the AFL men's, but. Uh, yeah, I, I suppose yeah. In a sense, it has lost a bit of momentum, but um, it's up to, I guess, the AFL to figure out how to schedule things perfectly, and they certainly tried that uh, last night with a five ten p.m. start before before the men's game between uh, between Geelong and Brisbane, but. Then again, I'm not sure what the TV ratings were like last night. Yeah, and it, 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 exactly, it comes down to TV. I, I'm interested to know what it's like. Maybe they're hoping for through Fox Sports that kind of pub audience that have mm. just knocked off work, can't make it to the ground, but are at the pub and watching it on TV as an appetizer per se mm. to the AFL men's. Again, we don't know what the ratings are, so maybe that's their theory. If you're looking at trying to bring in a crowd you do think of okay do we need to dump the idea of women's football on a friday night when the afl men's season begins and move it to saturday morning 10 a.m making it as a long day a 10 a.m game 12 p.m game 2 p.m game 4 p.m game etc um as much as as much as we commentators a bit like oh man we got to get up early in the morning is it that is it a better idea to give it more clear air that way? I mean, yeah, perhaps. And uh, and when uh, the COVID problem, I suppose, is dealt yeah. with, you can have uh, curtain raises, you know, at the at the MCG. You can have them at Punt Road, whatever. Just yeah, get more games involved on a Saturday. But um, it's all about how well the AFL can use time slots. There was a uh, a slot used for a slot. I think it was a 2pm slot on a Saturday used for one particular AFL Grand Final that uh, they didn't decide to pick up on. I think it was 2019, um, where, yeah, the the slot for 2.30 on a Saturday was open, but they elected to go for a Sunday afternoon clashing with a men's Mm. game. So... And and it also um, uh, throws the question out there of... uh, Monday night football, for example, you know, mm. do, you, do you play a game on a Monday night? Of course, the, the the big issue is is the women that play in the AFLW are part timers, and a number of them do handle jobs. Now, most of them realistically can probably get the Friday night off, mm. but can they get a Monday night off? Um, as much as they would train on a Monday night, 
maybe, again, maybe that's the possibility that when the men's season start, OK, if men's going to be Thursday, Friday night football to start the season like we've seen the last two rounds, do we have the women play Monday night football to have that kind of prime time slot for the important game? I guess that's a question for um, the players, which, you know, would definitely cons- consulted in these things. Uh, remember back to when... Uh, there was uh, a game covered uh, here on WARF Radio which started at 8 between the Bulldogs yeah. and the Pies. Like, they were thinking, all right, when do we schedule it? Oh, 8 o'clock's perfect. It's a bit late, but yeah. it was perfect for all the players so they could get there from work, I suppose. Absolutely. You are listening to WARFradio.com and our coverage of the VFL women's match today between Collingwood and the Casey Demons bounced down at 10 a.m. Um, coming up at 12 p.m. on our Wharf Radio stream, we'll have uh, a replay of our interview last year with a retired Collingwood AFLW footballer in Emma Grant. That will take us up to 1 o'clock. We then we'll be at VU Witten Oval in West Footscray to bring you the Cats and the Dogs. It is the Western Bulldogs and Geelong Cats between 1 and 4. That is what's coming up for you today. And, of course, the both games will also be on YouTube. Just search VFLW to watch the uh, VFLW stream of that game. Let's turn our attention to today's game for uh, the Pies and the Demons. Um, the good news is, of course, at the moment, as it stands for both uh, sides, it looks like there'll be finals football for the Ds and the Pies in the AFLW. So that means for the AFLW players dropping back to the VFLW, there's something to play for besides obviously the VFLW Premiership. It's to fight for that spot to get back into the side for finals football. Let's start by looking at the Casey Demons. Of course, one name that does stick out, she kicked a couple of goals last week, Neve McAvoy, the Irish woman. Again, the, these conditions are kind of made for, isn't it? It's wet weather football. It's stuff they'll be used to from back home in Ireland. We saw Cora Staunton do very well in torrential rain with the GWS Giants, you know, i.e. the nickname Scorer. Um, Neve McAvoy today... Uh, um, up against a tough Collingwood side, if she is to get back into the AFLW team, this is the game to make a statement. Yeah, absolutely it is. And Collingwood uh, certainly played to the conditions really well last week uh, against the Hawks, which was quite similar uh, today. But, yeah, as um, as we'll hopefully uh, you know discuss later on, I think Collingwood probably has the upper hand given that they've had a lot of practice uh, in these conditions. But then again... Uh, They've uh, both teams uh, as many uh, as have other many. Te- uh, sorry, as have other teams uh, practice in these conditions during training. But uh, yeah, I think Collingwood have got the upper hand. As we continue to look through the Casey Demons side and some of the players we're looking for a better performance today, we've got Emma Humphreys, the former yep. Western Bulldogs and Melbourne AFLW footballer, originally for the Bernie Dockers out in Tasmania. Yeah. Again, the small crumbing type player. Again, another player they're going to need a lot of work from today in and under type stuff of just... And it's going to be a lot of stoppages today. Let, let's let, let's not kid ourselves. It's Even though the rain has stopped, it's a, it's a, it's a firm but soggy ground. You can see... Oh, well, we can't obviously... You can't see there at home, but we can see from our vantage point at the moment, uh, watching as commentators, a little bit choppy in front of us, in, in front of the grandstand here on the northern side of the ground. Um, towards the uh, left half forward flank, uh, it's quite choppy and patchy in that area as well, which means there's going to be stoppage after stoppage after stoppage. Yeah, quite a few divots in the ground. Um, but, uh, yeah, so there will, yeah, there definitely will be a lot of stoppages today, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see 
how the ball is played around these patches. Uh, probably see a lot of lasso free kicks as well uh, as the ball goes over the boundary. Um, but uh, in terms of stoppages, um, yeah, uh, I reckon that uh, yeah, Grace Bucken will certainly play an important role for the Casey Demons uh, around those stoppages as well, Peter. Indeed, you are listening to WARFradio.com and this is the VFL Women's Match of the Day. You've got Peter Holden and John Oven with you on commentary. We might take this opportunity to uh, speak with one of the coaches this morning. Of course, currently her side's sitting undefeated at the moment. Things going along very nicely for the Magpies and it's great to have on the line the coach of the Magpies in the VFLW in Chloe McMillan. Chloe, good morning. Morning, Pete. How are you going? Not too bad at all. First of all, are you dry? We've had a pretty wet start to the morning here in Melbourne. Yeah, no, we're all good. Um, we played in these conditions last week, so we're sort of used to it and, uh, yeah, can't wait for it. Hopefully it'll dry up a little bit. Yeah, Chloe, uh, so I suppose, um, you know, given that you mentioned the conditions, are you expecting more of the same type of performance uh, that you delivered against the Hawks last week? Uh, no, I'd hope not. Um, that was an uncharacteristic game from us, and credit to Hawthorne, they um, played a pretty good brand in the wet weather. So, yeah, we're looking to respond and bounce back and um, hopefully get a bit more bang for our buck inside 50. How do you feel you match up against Casey today? Because, first of all, they'll have a little bit of knowledge about you. They've got a, form, a couple of former Pies players with them, including Grace Bucken and uh, Nicole Hales. They've got quite a few players that can win the in and under ball, Emma Humphreys and Neve McAvoy, for example. And I guess today you'd be planning on that there's probably going to be a lot of stoppages in these conditions. Yeah, I think it'll be a good a good contest. I think they're a very good side. So it's going to be a good test for us. Um, and probably a good challenge. So if we're on early, I'm hoping that's the case. Um, hopefully we can get a good start. But I know that, yeah, they've got some good quality players around the ground. Uh, which type... Uh, sorry, I suppose. Um, who do you expect to perform really well um, in these conditions? Uh, for us or for them, sorry? For you, sorry. Yeah, uh, oh, really looking forward to the midfielders cracking in. Um, Marlon Neal has been having a couple of really good weeks, so... These conditions suit her, sort of the in and under style. Um, Christy Stratton's back from AFLW, so um, I think this day suits her. And then there's a couple of tall forwards that we'll get in that we want to um, kick along into and create a contest and hopefully uh, get some crumbs in the forward line. Talking about those AFLW lucid players are dropping back, including the likes of Abby Green, for example. How's the buzz around them at the moment, knowing that, OK, yes, they're playing at VFLW level, but they know a good game today could see them realistically playing finals football next week in the AFLW? Um, yes, that's, that's part of it. But I think they're just really excited to be playing footy. Um, it's Abby's first game back um, and first proper game for the club in a little while. So it's exciting for her to come in and play um, today and obviously yeah everyone's striving um, to hopefully play finals for AFLW so yes yeah, it's a good buzz and everyone's sort of feeling really excited about it. Uh, an interesting one also for next week um, the Easter break uh, for all uh, teams and throughout the VFLW competition just looking ahead what is the plan for that is it a case of everyone will be getting the week off or you're looking to um, have a solid training session uh, next weekend? Uh, we'll we'll do our review as normal um, early in the week and then we'll give the players a night off and have the full weekend off so they can go and refresh and get in a good break before um, the end of the year, really. This is the only t- time that they can get some time off. So, 
it's a good sort of um, refresher for the players. Absolutely. Well, Chloe, thank you very much for joining us here on the pregame show on WARFradio.com and all the very best today in this top four battle as you take on the Casey Demons here at Victoria Park. Cheers. That is Chloe McMillan joining us here on WARFradio.com, the coach of Collingwood in the uh, VFLW. We thank her for being very generous with her time and and spending uh, five minutes with us. And apologies we didn't go through, obviously, player by player. She was a bit short for time. And uh, obviously we're a bit short for notes as well. And it's been actually a very hectic week for us to try and uh, get everything organised. For those that have just joined us, uh, John then answered the back call at uh, an hour and 45 minutes to pre-game show after we had three commentators pull out with the Windy Hill flu. So um, thank you, Jono, again for stepping in at the uh, last moment. We hope to speak with Tam Hyatt, the uh, assistant coach of the Casey Demons. We've dropped them a line and uh, we'll keep an eye on our social media account to see if we uh, hear anything back from her. By the way, you can tweet us at any time at WARF Radio. That is the uh, Twitter account at WARF Radio. Just tweet us there and we'll be uh, happy to reply. It's an interesting one, isn't it, for the for the Pies? Because next week, the whole VFLW competition has the week off. And also, the AFLW, if they hold their spot on the table, second or move to first, they will also have a week off. So um, the whole Pies organisation will be uh, feet up on the couch next weekend, possibly. It'll be very fresh, uh, to say the least. And I suppose uh, with a lot of um, experience in... Uh, into how players manage their their time off and their buys, as the experience you know comes, you know with with time, um, yeah, players will understand how to keep fresh and you know whether they have a match simulation on a weekend or uh, anything of the sort. Um, yeah, that allows the players to continue to be fresh I suppose yeah it's it, like you said it, it's an interesting proposition because for the VFLW okay yes have a break because after that you come back for round six and then you're into the the nine round stretch mm. to get you to the the break before the finals on the AFLW point of view you're in a kind of situation of okay you've just played the nine games do you want a rest for some players that might be yes that have injury niggles etc for other players it's like well I'd rather keep playing and and have you know I've got momentum say in form mm. because when they come back if they have the week off and they come back in week two of the finals remember that's an elimination preliminary final to get into the grand final. So when you come back in the AFLW uh, in that week two of finals, you've got to be switched on because you lose that game. That's it. Your season's done. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing. Like, players would definitely be thinking in their week off, oh, as if, you know, it's almost as if they're probably dreaming about the game just, just you know, as they're, as they're sleeping. You're thinking, oh, gee, certainly feel like I'm playing a game at the moment. You know, the eyes is, you know, the eyes and... And the mind, it's always going to be on that game. So, um, yeah, there's definitely a mental aspect to it as well. Absolutely. And I should point out, I mean, with the VFLW buy, and I for Collingwood and also the Casey Demons, the Melbourne players, they're trying to get a spot in the AFLW team. This is their last chance, really, to, to fight for a final spot because there is no game next week. So you can't be pushing for a, for a spot to get in. You have to make the performance count this weekend. Yeah, it's definitely, um, yeah, as you say, definitely important for both sides. So, and and that's probably what um, I guess the coaches and uh, and players alike have been talking about midweek about that importance. Is like this is 
again, this is your last your last shot at it, so make it count. We'll take this opportunity to take a break. You're listening to the pregame show on WARFradio.com. You're with Peter Holden and John O'Van. We've got a 10 a.m. bounce down this morning for Collingwood and the Casey Demons. Back after this. A tough time doesn't excuse abusive behaviour at home. Even in crisis, there's no place for domestic or family violence. If you, your family or community is affected, help is available online and by phone 24-7. For free, confidential advice, support and counselling for everyone, contact 1-800-RESPECT. There's no place for domestic or family violence. Help is here. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra. No business wants to throw money away. But did you know sending resources to landfill can be more expensive than recycling them? Planet Ark's free business recycling service can kickstart your workplace recycling journey, help you find the right recycling solutions and give you a competitive edge. Join the 1 million Australians using business recycling to keep valuable resources in circulation. Visit businessrecycling.com.au. It's just good business. Hi, Kirk Pengilly from InXS here. And whether it's music, sweet things, puppies, movies, we all love our treats. But our eyes need treating too. 300,000 Australians, including me, are affected by glaucoma. Diagnosed early, glaucoma can be managed. Left undiagnosed, it can cause blindness. So treat yourself by treating your eyes to a simple test. Book your test at treatyoureyes.org.au today. I was lucky that when I picked up the phone that day to call my best friend, that he answered. Despite almost every Australian knowing someone who has been affected by suicide, we still don't talk about it. Lifeline Australia's new podcast, Holding On To Hope, shares stories of survivors and the connections made to find the hope to keep living. Because when we talk about suicide, we realise our capacity to support those around us. Holding On To Hope. Lifeline.org.au forward slash podcast. Hi, Matt Welsh here. In Australia, drowning is one of the biggest killers of kids under five. So take a few minutes to check your pool barrier set for this summer. Visit kidsafe.com.au to find out how. Because safe barriers save lives. On VFL live stream via YouTube very shortly on WARFradio.com. This is the VFLW match of the day. I'm losing my mind already. It's Saturday morning. Peter Holden with you and John Oven at Victoria Park. Great to have your company. And uh, looking around the crowd at the moment... Um uh, I count, uh, head count, 10 people. Uh, and that is because it rained this morning. The rain stopped about half an hour ago. It actually did uh, pummel down um, uh, just before 8 o'clock this morning. But the good news is it has uh, stopped the ground a little bit choppy. So we could see some stoppage football. It will be uh, like a piece of soap out there. But it is two top four teams. And Jono, it's a chance for Collingwood to be undefeated come to the Easter break or for the Casey Demons to kind of sneak up the ladder. They're currently sitting at the moment with three and one. I think Collingwood will get there, to be honest. I think they'll I think they'll go into the break pretty happy. Um, as you as you mentioned the crowd, it'll it'll certainly start to build despite the conditions. The crowd last week here at Victoria Park was actually it's actually pretty good despite despite the poor conditions uh, here last week and so as um, 
as time goes on, I suppose, uh, hopefully, hopefully the weather gets better. But if we expect more rain, I, I don't think you'll get much of a crowd, no, so... Yeah, indeed. And plus as well, we do remember for the Melbourne fans um, that do support the Casey Demons, uh, we don't expect a heck of a lot of them here today because this game will finish at 12pm and then, yes, you can technically make it traffic-wise, but I think the rain would have turned them off because they've got that game at Casey Fields at 3pm in the AFLW today against the Brisbane Lions. That, if if crowds are still permitted to that game. Um, as of this moment, we believe they are. But, of course, if you are a Queenslander or you've spent time in the Brisbane area and you've been there since March 12th and you've just come down to Victoria, as the uh, advice in the health department is, you have to self-isolate, get a test, and then, uh, yeah, you're not allowed out, essentially, until you get the all, all clear from the test. Incredible scenes last night uh, in the AFL men's. How... It was uh, uh, there was an alert uh, at GMHBA Stadium saying yeah, if you come from Brisbane, this was about half an hour before the game, or even ten fifteen minutes before. Yeah, you can't be here, and so you had I don't know quite quite a few Brisbane fans leave, but uh, at the same time you and some commentators saw the commentators leave as well. There was Luke Hodge, uh, Wayne Carey, I'd Wayne Carey as, well. as well, and yeah, so. Um, yeah, there's been a few jokes uh, around that uh, Tom Brown uh, subbed in as uh, the uh, the medical sub, the first media <laughs> medical sub for there to be uh, in the AFL uh, this year. Which, um, yeah, but uh, extraordinary extraordinary circumstances. Uh, it's certainly been a mad scramble uh, in the world of sport, especially today, uh, considering uh, there's a cricket game over at uh, Junction Oval set to go in about half an hour or so between uh, Victoria Women and the Queensland Fire. They just came over. And, uh, yeah, they had to get tested last night. And luckily, everything's all clear and the game can go along. So it's a pretty mad scramble if you're a Queenslander. And for the Brisbane Lions AFLW players, um, I saw photos online where they had the quote-unquote captain's run, which was essentially stretches in the hallway of the hotel. (laughs) Because that's where they were allowed to stay while they got their uh, test to make sure they had the all clear to be able to go down and play at Casey Fields uh, this afternoon. Yeah, usually you have uh, a crowd at the captain's run uh, final training session, but there's no room for a crowd in a hotel hallway. It does throw up, though, a a tricky proposition for the AFL. Uh, If the Brisbane Lions do win against Melbourne, it buys them some breathing space. Uh, Because if Brisbane win, that gives them a week off. However, if Brisbane lose uh, to Melbourne, and depending on how the uh, results go, if Brisbane slip to, say, third or fourth, where they have the right to host a home final, what do they do? Considering that, obviously, you've got now Orange Zone, which means you've got to isolate and test for, um, for, for people from Queensland coming down to Victoria. Do the Brisbane Lions, if they lose, have to stay here? Do they still host the home final? Do do they have to go elsewhere? Because if they host a home final, let's say um, it's against uh, the Kangaroos, mm. let's say, for example, um, and the Roos go up, you know, can the Roos come back home? It's it, 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 Hopefully, it'll be like that Perth lockdown where it's just five days. But it, I, I, it, there'll be no doubt that the Lions lose today in their third or fourth and have to host a final next week. The AFL might be, this is TBC until about Thursday. It's, it's, it's a very tricky situation. So the Victorian government granted uh, 
the Brisbane Lions uh, men an exemption uh, under the uh, uh, under their measures that they took yesterday um, because the AFL has uh, COVID safe measures in place that they have actually been uh, adhering to. So my assumption is the game would still go ahead if they were to host a, f- uh, um, a final. It's just a matter of whether or not they would have crowds, but I think they could go into that bubble-type mentality and, um, yeah, go on from there and just play it safe, I suppose. Testing is obviously an important factor, and um, they'll... Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it'll uh, work out pretty good for everybody involved. Yeah, it is a, a very tricky situation at the moment, like uh, COVID is. Um, uh, all, all, all it is is everyone just wants to make sure that a grand final gets played, unlike last year after the uh, finals... Um, ended after week one, after the season ended early after the sixth round. Um, Collingwood and the Casey Demons today, Peter Holden and John Oven with you on WARFradio.com. We have a 10am bounce down just for both sides from last week for the Pies. They did defeat Hawthorne here, 3-10-28-2-1-13. Uh, the better players out of that game were Shevlin uh, for Collingwood. Um, he's going back up to AFLW level. Uh, Neil Ferguson, uh, Velado, Bunker and Maloney. Uh, those other players that I mentioned, of course, uh, will be running around today for the pie. So it's good to see, John, that they've retained that core of players as they take on this important game against the Casey Demons today. Yeah, they certainly, uh, I guess, uh, dominated in that aspect with the amount of AFLW players they had in the side last week against the Hawks. And uh, I suppose that'll work probably in their favour again today. Uh, for the KC Demons last week, they beat the Southern Saints 6-6-42 to 2-5-17. Uh, Neve McAvoy, who we spoke about, the AFLW-listed player, the Irish woman, kicked two goals last week and was named best on ground. She is in the side today, along with Emma Humphreys, um, West, Conroy and Johnson were all named in the best. The only player missing that was in their best is Fallows. Um, so, again, they're retaining most of the core of their squad as well. So, it's two teams with their cause of their squad going hammer and tongs for a top four spot with a week off after today. Yeah, this game is going to be an absolute cracker because of uh, a certain uh, set of circumstances that you have mentioned uh, this morning, Peter, and I tell you what, yeah, I'm looking very much forward to it. Glad uh, glad I was able to be a uh, a late inclusion for this one. It's uh, set to be an epic. Other games that are on today in the VFLW, for those that have just joined us, also starting at 10am is the Southern Saints and Darabin. That is down at Sandringham's home ground, Trevor Barker Beach Oval. Uh, at 2 o'clock, there's two games this afternoon. There's Carlton versus Hawthorne down there at Icon Park. And at 2pm, we'll be on air from uh, roughly 1pm, uh, the Western Bulldogs and Geelong. That is part of our double header. That will also be a VFLW YouTube stream game and then on Sunday there's two games both of them will be on YouTube um, and on WIFradio.com we'll be covering one of them and that is the Essendon Port Melbourne game we'll be on air at 9.30am for a 10.30am bounce there at the hangar that is fourth versus first uh, yours truly Brent Sternberg and Alex Doherty will be calling that game and then at 12pm yourself Jono you'll be calling hopefully alongside Elise Collette otherwise he'll be solo um, North Melbourne and uh, Weemstown at R Street Oval. Yeah, looking forward to that uh, game for sure, and it'd be nice to have um, Elise. She's, yeah, it's fair to say we've been looking forward to this. Uh, she is um, yeah, a good friend of mine uh, within the uh, yeah 
within the footy club fold uh, down at the Eastern Devil. So it's good to work together uh, on a game. And um, yeah, hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully that's going to be a good game. And hopefully the conditions are slightly more favourable. Yeah, absolutely, at Arden Street Oval. I will tell you, though, you'll be up in the broadcast box. That's the, the way. So it'll, be, uh, so it'll be slightly warmer conditions than... Uh, you today. <laughs> I mean, the temperature on the on the thermo. Yeah, today, <laughs> t- t- today it's meant to be 20 degrees. I can tell you you've got a jumper on there, and there's also just a slight hint of a cool breeze that is blowing across the ground. Both sides are currently out there on the park at the moment doing their warm-ups. The Casey Demons down at the Sharon end of the ground, while to the left of your radio dial, uh, the Collingwood magpies. Uh, we apologise. We didn't hear back from Tamara Heights. We were unable to get her interview, but of course we chatted earlier with uh, Chloe McMillan on our uh, pre-game show here on WARFradio.com. Um, when we look at these two sides, you've got a Melbourne team that's I keep saying Melbourne team, Casey Demons. You know, there'll be some old Springvale supporters be going, we're the Scorpions, don't you forget it. Well, not really anymore. You're the Casey Demons run by Melbourne. But um, <laughs> the Casey Demons trying to uh, copy that Melbourne style of football, which is always structure, 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 good passing, good midfields, etc. up against the Collingwood side who, as we've seen at the AFLW level, have been adding more speed to the team. I haven't been able to get down to many Casey games since uh, yeah Casey Fields is a bit of a hike from where uh, I am but yeah I suppose uh, if you're like generally like generally speaking uh, in my opinion a lot of football programs and the way they manage their tactics are very much aligned AFL and VFL mm. um, across you know like the men's game as well the senior coach uh, of the senior side demands that you play a certain way and you know his or her coaches uh, um, alongside um, alongside them certainly want to match that because if you're if you're pushing for an AFLW spot you need to play in that certain mm. same system and that um, standard of playing right in terms of the way you manage tactics and uh, and whatnot so well I, me- I remember having a chat with Damien Carroll who of um correct I think still there in a development role at Hawthorne but uh, he coached uh, the Boxer Hawks for a number of years in the VFL men's competition um, for getting promotion at Hawthorne and uh, ironically when we talk about the Casey Demons and their former guys as uh, Springvale he was a premiership footballer for them um, and we used to always chat frequently off air because we used to cover their games on 3WBC and he talked about saying as a coach his responsibility is at the VFL level to copy what is done at the level above. Mm. The priority is not winning, which sounds strange. It's like if the game is there to be won in the dying seconds, yeah, they'll make the moves and go for it. But the main purpose throughout the game is to make sure that the structure and everything is played almost to a T. Exactly. What played the level above. So it's a plug-and-play scenario. Whenever you look at your AFLW side, you go, okay, we we might be weak in the back pocket, or we've got an injury in the back pocket. Right, let's go down the VFLW side. Who's playing that type of back pocket role that we can plug in straight away? So they go in and they know to play exactly the same system. 
Now, that, of course, is um, the women's game lining up with the women's game, the men's game lining up the men's game. They tried to in the first year of the AFLW, and uh, Wayne Siegman did admit this when uh, he was coach of Collingwood uh, for the three years in yep. the first year, and he wasn't the only one. There was a number of other coaches that all said that they made mistakes in the first year of the AFLW, which is fair enough. First year of the competition, everyone's trying to figure out what's going on. Everybody's pretty raw. Yeah, um, as Wayne said... They tried to copy Nathan Buckley's game plan from the AFL men's for the first year of the AFLW until they realised, oops, we've overcomplicated this. The skill level at that stage was not there. So therefore, it was not being executed correctly. And as we saw Collingwood struggle in the first few years, they're not the only side to do that. Paul Groves admitted when he coached the first year at the Western Bulldogs, they tried to make the game plan too complicated. He said he simplified it in 2018 and they got the flag that year. Mm. So you can see that the club's desire to have all teams try and play a certain brand. And now, of course, they know, OK, at the moment, the men's game and the women's game are certainly at different levels. So it'll be just a case of VFL men's will follow AFL men's game plan. VFL women's will follow AFL women's game plan. Mm. But there won't be that, that crossover of all teams playing no, the same certainly game not, plan. No, certainly not men's uh, uh and women's, and it goes without saying that, uh, well, the players on the field differs to what's out there uh, in the men's game, 16 yeah. versus 16 versus 18 on 18. But um, it, it does it does beg the question, though, at what year into the AFLW may we see that attempted again, what they tried to do in the first year, which is the game plan that was played at AFL men's, there will be that same game plan across all teams in the club. Because as we've been talking about and everyone's been raving about, the junior girls that are coming through the competition that that now have the pathway which didn't exist, their skills are better and better and better and better than the women currently playing the AFLW that are mid-20s plus who didn't have the pathway. So when their skills, after watching and being inspired by a generation or so of AFLW footballers, it does beg at what year down the line will some club attempt to do what they tried to do in year one. Yeah, but there's the factor again of the amount of players on the field. Generally speaking, especially uh, in... Uh, in my case, uh, down at the Southeast Women's and a lot of leagues alike, you're playing 18-a-side football. Mm. So, you know, two players um, out of each side, you might think that that might not make that much of a difference, but actually it's quite important because it's the way um, it's the way you play with the people that you have. So, um, I mean, I thought, you know, perhaps... In that question you ask, you were going along the lines of, oh, you know, when might we see 18 aside? I hope it happens. Well, you, you know, you, you, you talk about uh, the, the difference in the game, the 18 and 16 aside football, which we know the old VFA used to be 16 aside. But when the women went to 16 aside, I remember chatting with Lisa Williams. Lisa Williams, of course, from the Diamond Creek Football Club, Premiership Footballer there, VWFL 2012, mm. uh, was the inaugural captain of Essendon in the VFLW, um, played in the first year, and then was delisted by the Western Bulldogs. And she admitted, because she, she was a wing player, um, she could either come off the hardback or wing. She was kind of lost in that first year, A, because not only the complicated game plan, but because no one really knew what the structure should be for 16 aside. Remember, this is before we had the 565 rule. Mm. And she was like, well, are we going to go with a lineup of uh, four in the middle and six at either end? So a 646? 
or are we going a 5-6-5? And, and there was no, because of the, again, the 5-6-5 rule wasn't there. No one really knew of how to set up and how to match up. And as she admitted, because because essentially there were both uh, sides were starting to play without the wing to originally begin with. Um, to get used to that 16th side. It was like, well, where do I position myself? How far up the ground do I run? There was, there was um, for her, a loss of, well, where, where am I really playing? Which, which area am I working in? Because she's used to growing up playing senior women's football at 18 a side where yep. you naturally know where to position yourself. And that was the thing with 16 a side football when it came in, that some women that particularly played the wings or the flanks were like, how far up the ground am I supposed to push up? Am I now the link-up player or I'm not the link-up player? What is my role? Is that due to the... I suppose... Is that why sometimes there's a lot of confusion with a lot of the pl- a lot of the players around the ball? Um, is that... Has that got anything to do with it? No, because there's always been players around the ball in women's football. Sure. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's always... But like, I'm in heaps. Like, yeah, yeah. You've got that sort of congestion-style footy that I had a chat to um, mate of mine at the Hawks uh, about uh, in a grand final a couple of years ago that I was watching I said how do you get how do you get away from that I'm thinking is it you know more like position based or is it structure how I guess how do you get around so many players around the ball like does the condition like does the uh, uh, I suppose the confusion as to where you're playing have anything to do with that I, I don't think so. I think I think you you tend to get sucked into the contest if the ball of if it's a scrappy game. Mm. Um, but I think it's more of a case of the link-up player mm. um, and how far up the ground you push and how far the how far the ball gets out the back. I mean, for example, if you've got if you've got out in the wing position, ball scrappy, a lot of players around the ball. Sometimes to try and break it up. You take the gamble of you send less. You, you send the instruction out as coach for less players to be around the ball and for them to drop one kick back. So let the opposition win the ball, but knowing in these type of conditions, most likely they're probably going to do a hack job with the kick. Mm. And then you're then you're thinking two steps ahead. You're hoping that with your numbers drop back, you'll intercept. And if you do it smartly, instead of going down the line, you will run the ball out the other side. Yeah. And that's and that comes down to discipline. Just a case of you've got to know when the message sends out to okay, let's concede one contest to win the greater battle. Mm. So, in the case of a uh, Apache field today, probably see a lot of players around the ball then. Absolutely, and 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 it will come down to because Victoria Park's not really a big ground when we look at it. No. It's, a, it's a rather small ground. It's which which uh, coach will send the runner out first to kind of say we need to con- in these scrappy conditions we need to concede these stoppages when there's a ball up we need to concede these contests and drop back to open the game up yep exactly so and who we would have favoured because then again remember if you're the side in front let's say you hold a two goal lead it's then in your interest to try and keep it scrappy yeah exactly and just to hold that play up um, some teams are some teams are really good at, uh, at doing that and that uh, as you're sort of alluding to is a great way of icing the clock. Stoppages are great in terms of just you know, sl- slowing the play down and just putting that pressure on. So, yeah, the pressure around the ground is uh, especially important in um, slowing the game down. And, uh, yeah, if one team gets um, 
a handy two or three goal lead. We'll probably see that towards the back end of the game. We'll take this opportunity to take a break. This is the pregame show on WARFradio.com and the VFLW YouTube stream. We'll be back on the other side of this break with the bounce down at 10am between the Pies and the Casey Demons. We are the Australian Literacy and Numeracy Foundation, striving to empower our most marginalised communities through literacy and education. Literacy is having a voice. Literacy is opportunity. Literacy is dreaming big. Literacy is freedom. Today, you can help end inequality and give every child access to our life-changing and proven literacy programs. Your support is vital. Donate now at alnf.org. Draft Central is entering a new era, covering all the state leagues from the VFLW, Sample W, Waffle W and Quaffle W, as well as their primary focus, the NAB League Girls, Draft Central has you covered when it comes to all you need to know about the future stars of the AFL women's. Draft Central, brought to you by Rookie Me, is now on YouTube, so be sure to subscribe at Draft Central, as well as on our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram pages at Draft Central Oz. How often should you wash your hands? Maybe around nine times a day. Four? Like 20? Maybe twice a day. Whenever they feel dirty. When should you wash your hands? After you touch some raw meat and before starting to eat. At the beginning, I wash my hands before preparing food. How would you rate your knowledge of food safety? Probably like an eight out of ten. Six or seven. Seven point five? Learn more at foodsafety.asn.au slash food safety training. Food safety, it's in your hands. There's jumpers, hoodies, and tees for you at leaguetees.com.au. Leaguetees.com.au is your place for retro footy gear with designs created by local artists that you won't find anywhere else. Plus, their unique range of women's footy tees help raise funds for Indigenous literacy programs. Get online and start shopping today. Leaguetees.com.au Elder abuse can take many forms. Financial abuse is the most common. He said, Mum, I'll get the money for you. I gave him my card. He's my son. And then I got a call from the bank manager. I never expected this from my daughter. If I don't change my will, I can't see the grandkids again. For free confidential support, call 1800 Elder Help. That's 1800 353 374. Even I could Jess. And I'm Lisa from the Veronica's for Rad. Recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. What does it mean to be a designated driver? It means you're the friend who's agreed not to drink, not the person who's had the least to drink. It's cool to do and it shows you care about your friends. If you screw up just once, then your life changes forever. Face it, their lives are in your hands. So why don't you and your friends take it in turns to be the designated driver when you go out? You'll make the road safer for all of us. Hi, I'm Natalie Armat from NITV. Neighbour Day on March 28 is a national celebration of community. It's a day that reminds us why having strong social connections is so good, not only for our wellbeing, but for those around us. It brings together people from next door, the local community, or even online. But the real strength is in us knowing that Neighbour Day isn't just one day, it's every day. Visit neighbourday.org for events and information. Neighbour Day is a program of Relationships Australia. It's Anna Mears winning gold. 
Hey, I'm Anna Mears. Winning gold at the Olympics was an incredible feeling. And having my biggest rival, who I'd just beaten, ride up next to me and lift my hand in victory topped off an amazing moment. We'd had our fair share of clashes over the years, but in the end, we both respected each other, and that's what really counts in sport. Be gracious in victory and in defeat. To keep your sport inclusive, safe and fair, go to playbytherules.net.au. WARFradio.com and the VFLW YouTube stream. This is the VFL Women's Match of the Day. Collingwood versus the Casey Demons. 10 a.m. bounce down. Peter Holden and John O'Venn with you live at Victoria Park. Great to have your company. And again, if you're on WARFradio.com, you can go to the uh, YouTube live stream. Just search VFLW and you'll see a vision of the game. For those that have just joined us um, as we head to the first bounce. The rain did stop about an hour ago. We had one good old downpour and then it stopped, thank goodness. However, the ground is a bit choppy here at Victoria Park and as we pan throughout the day, you'll no doubt see it to the left of screen. As we talked to Chloe McMillan from uh, the Collingwood Magpies, she did expect that uh, there would be a lot of stoppages in today's game, but who knows? Sometimes these games can surprise you. It is a top four battle and we could end up having a shootout in the end, particularly the Casey Demons will know Collingwood well with a couple of their premiership footballers, uh, Grace Bucken and Nicole Hales, now playing for the Casey Demons. I wonder how much IP they were able to divulge. Certainly goes both ways as, uh, as well uh, for... Um like with uh, someone like Grace Bucken as well, uh, captain of that uh, premiership premiership side. But then again, uh, a key omission in that premiership side is uh, then coach Penny Cooler Reid, obviously at Williamstown uh, these days. So whether the game plan has uh, changed somewhat, uh, it would be interesting to see what's been communicated in the Casey. Uh, HQ during the week. And shout out, by the way, to one of our match analysts in Emily Fox, who uh, finally, after with having issues with her ankle, uh, will make her debut for Weemstown uh, tomorrow against uh, North Melbourne at Arden Street Oval. Collingwood side has broken from the huddle, so has the Casey Demons. We're not too far away for a bounce down. Let's try and get some tips and predictions. John O'Venn, who will win today and by how much? I reckon it's going to be Collingwood, but I reckon it's going to be close. I reckon maybe... It's going to be, I reckon, at most, it's probably going to be Collingwood by 12 points, I will say. I agree. I think we'll be in for a close one. I'm going for Collingwood by seven points. I think we'll be in for a low-scoring, scrappy affair. And I think the Pies will hang on on their home deck. Cool conditions. Crowd at the moment of about 100. No doubt affected because of the rainy conditions. And again, that uh, Melbourne, which is uh, Casey's AFLW fillet, uh, playing, of course, at 3 p.m. at uh, Casey Fields in the AFLW today against the Brisbane Lions. Just about all is in readiness here on WARFradio.com and the BFLW live stream. Umpires checking everything's okay. The Pies going to the right of your radio dial. The Casey Demons to the left. 
Umpire holds the football off and we are underway. King will start in the ruck here for the Magpies. High in the air it goes. Casey Demons will win the tap out to begin with. Spinning around trying to get in there. Johnson over around the football. Watching on there is Simmons. Can't get it out. Umpire blows the whistle and says I'll take the football back please and we'll restart play. On the bottom of the pack on that occasion was Hallett. Umpire throws it up in the air. One out by King on this occasion. Ball hit the deck over the top. Kendall tried to lay a tackle originally going in there. Fighting hard for it. Ricardo for the Magpies. Umpire circling sees a scrappy affair like we predicted. And will call for a ball up between centre and centre half forward for the Casey Demons. Literally seconds into the opening quarter. So the ball goes up again. Ruck goes at it. Looks to, look to slightly favour Casey in that instance, but... And uh, the ball gets, the player there gets wrapped up for Casey. The umpire will ball it up once again. So there it is, another stoppage. So let's see how we go once again. So ball goes up. This time goes the advantage of Casey. But uh, there is Stratton there for Collingwood trying to pick it up. Play continues there, but the umpire awards a free kick going the way of Casey. The handball was ditched off by Samantha Johnson as they move towards 50. So high up and under kick, who can get it? No one, unfortunately. The Casey players chasing their inside 50 as uh, a bit of a scrap, but there's a shot on goal. It's a behind, so the first score of the day goes to Casey. Neve McAvoy with that shot there. It's going to the right-hand side. So one behind for the Casey Demons. No score yet for the Collingwood Magpies. We'll have to write that down because we don't have a scoreboard in front of us, which is always fun for the commentators. Long kick out, putting the hands up there is Karras. Ball hit the deck. Close towards the pocket. Tried to do the soccer job there on that occasion was Simmons. Close to the boundary line. Does it go over? It doesn't. Humphreys is lurking around. Picks up the ball. Emma Humphreys away to the left and will register as a minus score. Casey Demons two behinds. Collingwood yet to score here on WARFradio.com and the VFLW live stream. Oh, gee, that was a very impressive kick, which couldn't quite. So here's Ferguson kicking out for the Magpies. Alex to go to the pocket on broadcast side. And the mark is taken there by Colin Play, but I missed the number. Volato. So it is Volato. So the kick is there, and the mark is taken by Stratton. So she's performing well early. So Stratton Goes towards midfield. The play uh, continues after the ball goes over the head of two players, but the contest is stopped by the umpire who elects to throw the ball up after yet another stoppage. So, after telling the players to separate, taps run down by the Casey player. Stratton tried to kick. Couldn't quite, but... Free kick is awarded in the direction of Casey. And that's what they'll do. This is through West. West now going the left boot. Long and high in front of our broadcast position. Was trying to find McAvoy. Came up her hands. Laying in the tackle there is Mifsud. Ball squeezed out. Trying to crack in for it is Simmons. Couldn't do so. Pies ball on the left. Going up for it and almost bringing it to ground was Johnson. Ball got punched around. Umpire said no it wasn't a throw unlike last night's Geelong game at Cadenia Park. Taken away there by Kendall. Put on the right boot. Tried to pump it inside 50. Awkward bouncing football. Collected very well off the deck there by Milford. Milford on the right boot almost brings rain with that kick. And believe me, we don't need any more rain. Ferguson there being chased out from behind by McAvoy. Umpire says that is in the back. 
And that will be a free kick going the way of Jasmine Ferguson for the Pies. It's Casey Demons two behind. Collingwood yet to score here on WARFradio.com. Ferguson going towards the city side of the ground. Falling backwards trying to take the mark was Velado. The umpire said she got pushed in the act. So she'll end up with a free kick on the half-back flank. Will go long up the line. Trying to spool from behind is Johnson. Hands over the top. Intercepted, though, on that occasion by McDonald. Tried the old out-the-back door hand pass. Didn't quite work out. They do have numbers back there, though, the Demons. Umpire says that's holding as Hales is trying to go for the football, and it will be a free kick going the way of the KC Demons. They'll get going quickly through. Hales on the right boot, going towards the half-forward flank on the city side of the ground. But the mark is intercepted by Velado back there in defensive 50, and she'll relieve the pressure. So Velado kicks with a high up and under to the outer side. Nothing doing, unfortunately, for the Pies. Umpire letting play go for the moment. But here come Casey with the rebound, but they couldn't quite as well. Ball in dispute. Looks to go in the advantage of Collingwood. And the mark Corbinville. is taken by Corbinville. So Corbinville kicks inside 50 for the Magpies. Mark almost was taken by Imogen Barnett, but she couldn't quite. And ball goes towards the outer side as Casey looked to rebound here. So across the outer side wing, ball heads towards the boundary line. Can the Demons keep it in. Yes, they can. And the mark Humphreys. wasn't quite taken by Humphreys there, but uh, play continues. There's a whistle. Intercepted by Ferguson, and Ferguson is going to take it and kicks up the line. Little short kick. Works out okay. They're between halfback and the centre wing position. Goes for a chip up the line. Trying to fly from behind on that occasion with Stratton. Pies still with the advantage, though, towards the half-forward flank. Running after the football is Corbinville. Now has it, swings inside 50. Can someone run onto the football? Trying to chase it there as Bunker overran the pill while under on, under all kinds of pressure. Got to see a Meg McDonald close towards the boundary line pocket. Hurried little snap back for the Pies. Empty goal square. How does that bounce? It bounces pretty good. Goal for the Pies. And they move to one straight six. The Casey Demons yet to score. There was the Demons more, Jono, trying to find the safety of the boundary line. It blew up in their face. The Pies with a snap and the empty goal square. Thank you very much. Yeah, so a solid effort from Collingwood to keep it in on the outer side. And, yeah, they got their just reward in the crowd here, which has built it quite a bit. Uh, seems to have uh, approved of that. That was good. Now, I'm thinking it might have been Caitlin Bunker that got that shot on. It was either Bunker or, Colb or Colburn Veal. I think it was Bunker, but I'll double-check on the VFL website just to be sure. Climber players obviously don't have the number on the front of the jumpers like they did in the years gone by, so... That's what I was looking for, for sure. <laughs> exactly. So here we go again. Play restarts. Rucks go at it. King tried, but couldn't quite as uh, the ball was received by Hallett. And a kick forward for the Pies was in dispute there, unfortunately. Collingwood's there to pick it up through. I think it was Stratton as Collingwood managed to kick as they get edge ever so closely to goal. And here's a chance for the Pies to score another one, but it's gone wide. It's just one behind. 1-1-7 one, one, to two behinds here on WARFradio.com and also via the VFLW YouTube stream. Ball to be brought back into play from the Sharon end of the ground. 
going for a run is Emerson. Emerson will put her on the right boot, go towards the city side of the ground. Too much juice on the kick, and it's an intercept mark taken by Jordan Mipsid. Mipsid has the ball 60 metres out from home, pumps it long towards the hot contest. Hands up, brought to ground as Johnson tried to work her way through. Ball still in dispute on the deck, smacked along the ground by King. Hurry, little kick out there from the Demons towards the back pocket, trying to uh, get there uh, in the nick of time for the Pies. And just being wrapped up, it was Simmons that was laying the tackle. The player there throw the 99, Edmund. I saw a nine, just couldn't see the other number in the middle of that traffic jam. We'll throw it up and go again. Garris brought it to ground. Try to get a hack job out of there, Jennifer Guy. Got smothered off her boots. Hurry little kick along the deck. Now it was intercepted and sent back from once it came by Meg McDonald. Out towards the half-forward flank. Foot race is on here. Going at the contest, Elizabeth Jackson. Ball still remains in play on the wing position. City side of the ground. Stacks on the pill. And the umpire says there's half a dozen players around it. Going to have no choice but to call for a ball up and restart play. On the bottom of that was Emilia Vallada. Interesting to see as well in midfield. Uh, I think it was Rebecca Grant who took a bit of a tumble inside the centre square. So play restarts. And ball's going to be in dispute again. Looks like the umpire will have it. No, he's going to award holding the ball. Going the way of Casey. And the free kick will be taken. Missed the number once again. So as play continues on the outer side, here come Casey inside 50. Who can get a mark? None taken as the Collingwood player managed to just uh, spoil it. And uh, ball in dispute once again. Umpire circling. Play on's the call. Fortunately, is the nature of this scrappy affair here today at Victoria Park. The umpire... Circling once again as the ball's on the ground. Players scramble to try and find a way out. And who's going to win this scrum? Looks to be Collingwood. Can they get a kick? Yes, they can. It's not quite far enough as Chantel Emmonson misses it for Casey. And the umpire, um, um, umpire off the ball has spotted a free kick here. Yes, indeed. So And reverse to Collingwood's way. So he goes down as the uh, out-of-zone umpire. And Collingwood's going to take a kick. Xander now on the right boot. Xander's going to go up the line towards centre-half forward. Dropping the pill there at the crucial moment was Colburn Veal. And the Demons trying to weave out of it through it. Dancing Nicole Hales. Kicks it in towards the central corridor. Got nutmeg was Eliza West. Coming away is Guy. Guy on the left boot going towards centre-half forward. Awkward bouncing ball. Matt to be slapped back to the advantage of Nicole Hales. Hales works it out towards the wing on the city side of the ground. Finding Maggie Karras. Karras with the pill on the right boot. Her side down by five points. Goes up towards the half-forward flank position. McAvoy threw the arms out to say, I'm being held! And the umpire said, yep, saw that, and that will be a free kick. So the Irish woman, Neve McAvoy, kicked two goals last week. She has the football, and she's on the half-forward flank, 65 metres out from home. Sees a lead on towards the forward pocket. Milford got a little nudge there at the crucial moment by Ferguson, and the Pies are going to clean this one up. They'll come out towards the wing on the city side of the ground. Too much on it. Went through the hands there of the 66 and Trisha Cowan, the emergency playing in the side today. Coming in to lay the tackle on this occasion is Imogen Barnett. And the umpire says, I'll ask for the football back and call for a ball up please so ball up on the outer side wing King tried to get the tap but ends in the hands of the Casey player 
the umpire to restart, and he does exactly that. Ball goes up. It's a, it's a bit of a ricochet. His ball is in dispute once again. Umpire circling. What's going to happen here? Holding the ball is the call this time. No, again, going the same way uh, for Casey. And the player taking the kick. <laughs> Not sure I've missed the number once again. Oh, uh, you'll get there, you'll get there. As, uh, <laughs> as it's going in there, Colbin Veal. Yeah. She can't extract the football out. Umpire blows the whistle and will call for a ball up. I should mention for those listening online, debut today on Play by Play for John O'Venn. Yours truly, um, something like game 650. I know I've lost count after all the years. Quick kick away out of the contest by Eliza West. Goes inside 50. Awkward bouncing ball. Horn tries to go after it. Wraps up the opponent immediately. Has support from Need Nakavoy. He says, I want to jump in. I want the football. Imogen Purcell comes in for the pies. Umpire continues to circle. Allows the ball to come out. It's a squeeze snapshot around trying to find Milford. But the ball goes out of bounds on the full. 1-1-7 the pies. The Demons two behind. Around the halfway mark here at the first first term, WARFradio.com and the VFLW YouTube stream. They'll take the advantage pies to come out of their back 50 with a long kick heading in the king direction. Karras was there, knocked it down with her right hand. Guy was holding onto her. Karras went after it and picked it up. Tried to get a hand pass in there to Fairchild. Was knocked away from her. Close towards the boundary line. Ball spills the advantage of Fitzsimmon. Umpire spotted something and said there will be a free kick going the way of the Pies. And they'll have the opportunity to try and breathe off the halfback flank. And I think, if I'm correct, that might be... I see a helmet there. Might be Bunk uh, with that uh, free kick. It's hard to tell without the numbers uh, on the front, as you said. This play continues on the outer side wing. As Collingwood looked to rebound here. The mark was almost taken by Barnett, but she couldn't quite. As uh, Casey rebound again. So, heading towards the midfield. Mark wasn't taken by either player. As the, so the soccer off the ground uh, came from, might have been Mifsud. And they look to rebound once again. Can the Pies get a goal? Here's Barnett. She shoots for goal and... Fortunately, once again, wide of the post, it's one behind. So the score currently at the moment is Collingwood 1-8, leading the Casey Demons two behinds. Now on WARFradio.com, Emerson to bring the ball back into play for the Casey Demons. Looking around for some options. See players matching up one-on-one -on -one at the moment. Trying to offer a short lead was Conroy, ignored. She ends up going long towards the half-back flank. Go for the tallest player you can find, and it is Maggie Karras. Karras broadcast side, half-back flank, gets on the right boot, decides to go straight up the line. Umpire says there's some holding going on in that contest, and it will be a free kick to the Casey Demons, and Imogen Milford were in the 28, or was Milford. She was one of them I thought infringed with, but instead McAvoy can have the kick. So McAvoy, the Irish woman from the Melbourne AFLW list, decides to give up a little hand pass. They go up the line here. Trying to cut it off there was Grant. Almost did so successfully. Bunker getting in there. Bucken, though, picked it up. The former Collingwood captain. Premiership captain. Bucken goes back with a hand pass. Getting dumped as she kicked him a horn. Intercepted by Guy. No 15 claims the umpire. Play on. Put it on the left boot. Almost hit her target there at the centre half, uh, the half forward flank rather in Barnett. Barnett's got to get going quickly because she almost got run down by Hales. Found a player at the hot spot. That player who tried to get a hurry kick away. We're in the 
wearing the 99 was Emmond. Turnover, though, going the way of the Casey Demons. Edmonton. Emerson goes in. Emmond and Emerson. Jeez, that's going to be a tongue twister today. Across to McAvoy. McAvoy picked up the carpet, gave up the hand pass, kicks up the line. Ball was pouncing past Harmony Thomas, though. Good run down from behind by Emma Humphreys. Hand pass came over the top. Trying to put a hand in there was Imogen Milford. Demons trying to keep the ball in their own forward half of the ground. We're at centre half forward. Thomas elects to kick it off the ground instead of bending over to pick it up. Humphreys going in after the football. Got bounced off of it. Coming in there for support though is Grace Bucken. Does well. Bucken maybe held without it. Umpire said you're over the top of it. Play on. Everyone's chopping on top of the football like it's a giant game of Twister. And the umpire says time to break it up. We'll call for a ball up 30 metres out from goal. So the umpire just taking his time going back and as he decides to throw the ball up as, as per usual I should say. So Collingwood look to be the beneficiary of that ball up as it goes to the broadcast side wing. Players surround the Casey player there tried to drag it back in but here they come with the rebound. Oh the Casey player there was tackled high. The Casey player being Mieta Kendall will get the free kick on broadcast side wing just near the uh, faded AFLW logo. So me so Mieta Kendall inside 50 for the Casey Demons. Looks to find an option, but Collingwood rebound quickly through Jennifer Guy, getting the ball and getting involved once again, as she likes to do. So Molly Edmund kicks to the outer side wing. Is it going to find the boundary? Not quite. So they continue on. They're doing this circle work pretty well, the Pies. But Casey looked to cut them off. As the ball goes to ground, umpire circling, he says, I'll have it. He'll have uh, the football to ball up at the half-forward flank for Collingwood City side of the ground. Pies lead by six points. One, two, eight, two, two behind. Throws it high in the air. Going in to try and get her own football there and being brought down at that moment was Stratton who got the hand pass away. She was dumped into the turf. Bunker tries to bury in there to try and pick it up. Tried to get a hurry kick away but got knocked over was Laura Johnston. Umpire says holding the football against the Pies. Being pinned with it was Mifsud and there'll be a free kick going the way of the Casey Demons and they go immediately up the line trying to find Emma Humphreys. Dropped the football then had someone collect her on the way through and Emmond. Umpire says no it was fair you can play on. Pies will go quickly towards the half forward flank position just cleaning it up there Nicole Hales the former Collingwood Premiership footballer from 2019. Kicks it up the line went through several sets of hands waiting out the back was McAvoy was immediately claimed got the hand pass away. Still in heavy traffic as Humphreys gets the hand pass out the bucket who got shoved after she kicked. Went and found Simmons. Isabella Simmons with the football on the wing position. City side of the ground. Wants to come in towards the central corridor. Numbers with the pies that bounce off the chest of Milford. Going through there and weaving through traffic is Ferguson. Ferguson kicks it towards the half forward flank. City side of the ground. How will it sit on this occasion? McGowan lost control of the football. Half a dozen around it at the moment as Bunker almost had her head ripped off trying to go in for the pill. Ball on the deck trying to lay the knees in there at the same time as Emma Horn. Squeezed out for the pies. Goes inside 50. McDonald trying to park herself underneath it for Casey. Popped away from her. Having a crack at it. Milano can't get it out. It did come out to Stratton. It's an empty goal square. Could it happen again for the second time in a quarter? It has. Hashtag save the dribble. The Casey Demons have paid the penalty twice for having a vacant goal square. 
It dribbles through there for Collingwood, courtesy of Stratton, and they extend the lead, 2-2-14, the Casey Demons two behind. Yeah, so standouts for uh, the Pies. Yeah, this morning definitely uh, include Stratton, who's just been on fire today. So I tell you what, she's going to be a really good player to watch for the rest of the game. Again, as we mentioned uh, earlier during our pre-game show, because of the competition by next week, as the siren sounds for quarter time, this is really the last week to make a statement for the AFLW-listed players that want to play finals football for either Collingwood or Melbourne. And at quarter time... Collingwood 2-2-14 lead the Casey Demons just the two behinds. Fair to say, when you consider looking at the game, the Casey Demons are throwing up the challenge to the Pies. You feel like for the contested ball, it's fairly even. It's just the case of the Casey Demons twice in a row have left a, an empty back 20. And for Collingwood, luck has gone their way both times. Both of those goals have been dribble goals. Yeah, Casey's... Uh so Casey's rebound work has been really good. They've managed to take the ball off the pies, but they just need to take advantage of that, and they're not. And as a result, the pies are just launching an even better counter-attack and taking advantage of the empty goal square, as you say. We believe that the goal kickers are Bunker and Stratton. We definitely know Stratton was one. We're not 100% sure on the uh, on that was the first goal to Bunker or not. We quickly checked the VFL website for the official scores, but that has not been updated. That is what we believe it is at uh, at quarter time. We don't have the benefit of being able to sit back and watch the replay here as uh, we don't have the monitor in front of us. We're just eyeballing it as we see it here on WARFradio.com and the VFLW YouTube stream. Uh, talk us through some of the uh, better players from both sides for that uh, first quarter. Yeah, so yeah, so Imogen Barnett's got uh, involved for uh, Collingwood uh, in stages, which has been really good to to see for them. But uh, uh, as you've called her name uh, a lot of the time uh, this quarter in Grace Bucken for the Casey Demons, she's uh, yeah, she's floating around looking to get involved as well. So yeah, so lots to yeah, lots to talk about uh, in the respective coaches' huddles uh, from that and. It'd be interesting to see what the second quarter looks like. Hopefully, Casey can bounce back with uh, with one or two. We'll take this opportunity to take a break at quarter time. Collingwood 2-2-14. The Casey Demons two behinds here on WARFradio.com and the VFLW YouTube stream. If you've had something stolen... Or if you've had property damaged, you need the police, not the sirens. If you've lost something or found something valuable... Or if you want to register a party or let us know you're going away on holiday, you need the police, not the sirens. When you need the police but not the sirens, you can now report these incidents online at police.vic.gov.au or call 131444. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. Hi, Kirk Pengilly from InXS here. And whether it's music, sweet things, puppies, movies, we all love our treats. But our eyes need treating too. 300,000 Australians, including me, are affected by glaucoma. Diagnosed early, glaucoma can be managed. Left undiagnosed, it can cause blindness. So treat yourself by treating your eyes to a simple test. Book your test at treatyoureyes.org.au today. 69. The number of cancer-causing chemicals in tobacco smoke. 16. The number of places in your body that smoking causes cancer including the bladder, bowel, liver, and pancreas. One in five, the number of all cancers caused by smoking. One, 
the number of clear ways you have to reduce your risk if you're a smoker. Call Quitline 137848 or go to quit.org.au. Draft Central is entering a new era covering all the state leagues from the VFLW, Sample W, Waffle W and Quaffle W, as well as their primary focus, the NAB League Girls, Draft Central has you covered when it comes to all you need to know about the future stars of the AFL women's. Draft Central, brought to you by Rookie Me, is now on YouTube, so be sure to subscribe at Draft Central, as well as on our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram pages at Draft Central Oz. On WARFradio.com and the VFLW YouTube stream, this is the VFL Women's Match of the Day. Collingwood versus the Casey Demons at quarter time. Collingwood 2-2-14 leading the Casey Demons two behind. Unofficially, we have it as Stratton and Bunker as the goal kickers for Collingwood. As the Casey Demons now break from their huddle. Peter Holden with you and John O'Van. We should mention John O'Van on play-by-play, making his play-by-play debut today. And to be fair, the call-up for you, just to explain to everyone, happened at around about 8am this morning. Uh, we had uh, three comment- other commentators penciled in for today. One pulled away sick uh, yesterday. Two uh, had the Windy Hill flu at quarter to eight this morning. So uh, to be fair to Jono, not only is it your debut, you actually have had no time at all to, to, to study the list because you got the call at eight o'clock. Yeah, I was uh, originally on my way to Glen Ferry and then I was going to go watch the cricket at the Junction Oval, which unfortunately has uh, been delayed due to rain, but that's the thing uh, about uh, summer and winter sports. You can play footy in any conditions. Absolutely. As we wait for the players to get back into position, it'll be Karras and King that will get us underway. Collingwood going to the left of your radio dial. Casey going to the right of your radio dial to the Sharon stand end. And just a reminder for Collingwood supporters that uh, are listening to us on WARFradio.com. After this game finishes and uh, we go off air on the radio at 11.55am, we'll have a one hour and five minute interview with former Collingwood AFLW footballer Emma Grant that we recorded last year. We chat with Emma, a good hour-long interview, and then at one o'clock we'll be at Witten Oval for the Dogs and the Cats. So we're underway again. Karras wins the tap, put it down the throat of a captain and Johnson, umpire said, immediately pinned for holding the football. Free kick going the way of Bunker. Bunker's got it. Goes for a little Texas wedge, a short little kick there. Managing to find Ricardo. Georgia Ricardo with the football on the centre of the ground. Gets the hurry up from the umpire and elects to take on Grace Bucken and beats her. Kicks it in towards the forward 50. Juggling mark. And I think that might be Trisha Cowan that hung on to that. It's got an eight on the end by the looks of things. But at 66, uh, it's Cowan. It's definitely Cowan. The emergency today. Not an eight. Going long towards uh, the forward, uh, pardon me, the forward line, the hot spot. It was Karras that brought it down to ground. A little shovel-out hand pass. Johnson tried to cut it off for the Casey Demons. Did so successfully. Get it out towards the halfback flank. All there is is Magpies players out there. Elizabeth Jackson is there. Tries to go with a hand pass back. Under pressure. That's a Queen and David Bowie song. And in goes Fairchild. Fairchild is on the wing position. Got mown down, but managed to get a little pass away. Fairchild had to go in again for another crack at the football. Bunker manages to fight her way through. Gets a little hand pass out. Ball still ping-ponging around on the wing position, city side of the ground. Johnson comes in to lay the tackle. Umpire blows the whistle and will call for a ball up. Pies 2-2-14, Casey Demons 2 behind. You're on WRFradio.com. So ball up here on the outer side. 
Casey looks to be the beneficiary of that kick as the ball is in dispute. Collingwood and Casey just fighting at it. I think it might have been Ricardo getting involved for the Magpies as the ball comes forward for for on the Casey end. and It's going to be behind. Sorry, it was Grace Bucken kicking that shot at goal. Bit rusty this morning, it's fair to say, Peter. Um, <laughs> no coffee van here. I just want to point that out. No coffee van with an early start as we wait for the ball to come out of the back line. And Ferguson's going to go for a, a Saturday morning stroll. Kicks up the ground. A little lackadaisical, unfortunately, and intercepted by Maggie Karras. Karras for the Casey Demons. Gets on the right boot. Pumps it inside 50. Into the pack situation. Hit the deck. Milford lurking around there. Can't get the football out. Umpire's blown the whistle. And and said that it is gone out of bounds. Where we'll throw it in. Uh, I believe so. Sorry, ball up. Pardon me. I just saw the boundary umpire waving madly in the background. But it is definitely a ball up. Going in there. The 88 Nevo Connor doing the ruck working now. Here's a snap around the corner for the Casey Demons. It's away to the right-hand side. And will register as a minor score. That kick there by Fairchild, and the Casey Demons move across to four behinds. Collingwood, 2-2-14, here on WARFradio.com. So, here, I think it was Barnett kicking out, as my mic's a bit low. And they elect to go on the outer side wing, the Pies. But Casey, as good as they ever are to cut it off, and not good on this occasion. There's a reversal. It's going to go the way of Casey Humphreys and the play with the ball is Humphreys so Humphreys to rebound inside 50 can the Casey player emerge with the it was Nevy McAvoy trying to get involved they head towards goal and kicking the goal is number 28 in Imogen Milford couldn't possibly miss from there and she didn't indeed as they get their first goal of the day Collingwood 2-2-14 Casey 1-4-10 so the Casey Demons finding some better structure and trapping Collingwood in their own back 50. And they do get reward for effort. That was the third of their shots so far for this quarter. Collingwood only been inside their forward 50 once and have not got reward for effort. Umpire with the ball back in the middle of the ground again. It'll be Karras versus King. Making sure everything's right and we're in the 5-6-5 five, five situation. In fact, they're waiting for Bouchard to get there for the Casey Demons. So we are in 5-6-5, five, five, which just holds up the game and proves it's an annoying rule. As the umpire throws the ball high in the air, both rucks miss it. King taps it, but it goes defensively. Going in to try and lay the bump is Jackson. Ball favoured out to Bucken. Bucken on the right boot. Going inside 50 for the Demons. Excellent spoil from behind as McAvoy tried to put the hands up. McAvoy went again and got buried into the ground. And the umpire says, G-O-N-E gone. Free kick to the way of the pies. And uh, she did go head first. And uh, immediately... The trainer has just signalled that I need play to stop because this is a serious situation. It was borderline two actions there, and she, she's not in a good way. And she's, so, kind of, she's kind of holding around the back of the head area at the moment. And double whistle. The, 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 the physio pointed to the neck region. So double whistle here. So because she went because speaking, she, she, like you said, it was the, it was the double move. She went down, and then the head went in. So yeah, so she's. Well, back, uh, McAvoy, and 
let's just hope it's good. let's hope it's not another um, neck injury because it's it's already happened once to an Irish woman. We saw that neck injury to Bridge Stack of the GWS Giants um, during that practice game against the Adelaide Crows. And um, you could see, uh, well, her legs are moving and stuff like that, so that's probably a good thing. No doubt the doctor's first thoughts would have been, hey, I need to check that, you know, we've got movement, etc. Can you move the legs and move your arms and, and what have you? Um, but you could see that immediately went, went down and the umpire was about to pay the free kick for Collingwood to come out of defence. The, the physio waved immediately to the umpires that, uh-uh, this is serious, you've got to stop play. Yeah, I mean, that tackle looked immediately dangerous and really it's a duty of uh, a duty of care to protect the ball player and fortunately she was playing the ball, but... It's, it's a strange situation, isn't it? Because the umpires awarded the free kick to Collingwood, but obviously they'll look back at the video with this with the match review officer in one way, the player could get the, the free kick but could almost be charged with rough conduct, dangerous tackle. As Neve McAvoy, the good thing is she is up and walking, so there is no need for a stretcher. But uh, no doubt that A, they're going to do all the tests to make sure the neck is okay, and B, a concussion test will probably follow as well, to be absolutely certain. So it's fair to say that there'll be a player down for the next 20 to 40 minutes. I think the player has to be uh, off the field yeah, for 20 yeah. minutes under you, you, concussion you protocols. You can see that she was talking about the, the neck area. So, again, it's a neck injury. They'll do all the relevant tests they've got to do. But that would be a concern for, for Melbourne AFLW fans because Neve McAvoy was looking good in that first quarter. And, you know, she was a possible option for them to go back into their forward line for the AFLW finals campaign. As we said, let's just hope it's a bit of a stinger and all of this is precautionary. So play restarts and Christy Stratton gets the mark for the Pies. Stratton on broadcast side wing with a high up and under. King tries to get the mark. She couldn't quite. Born dispute. She follows up with the second effort. And Purcell gets the ball for the Pies as they move towards pretty much directly in front of us, but trying to make that forward entry. It was unsuccessful on this occasion. So King and Karras go up again as they have throughout this day and there's a high up and under kick towards the Collingwood end it was Colbourneville trying to get trying to get the kick forward again for the Pies and players falling down uh, left right and centre due to the conditions kick forward is cut off by the Casey player bit hard to see the numbers so far out but the mark is taken by the number 40 in Megan Fitzsimon so Simon kicks to Thomas but she couldn't quite take the mark as Fairchild circles getting the ball for Casey well on dispute once again players everywhere trying to trying to find the ball and as uh, the two number 11s in Fetchold and Purcell try and find a way out for their respective teams but the umpire says no I have it and he balls it up and it's won and out by Karras on that occasion but picked up by Guy Guy got a hurried little hand pass out putting it on the left boot of Stratton going inside 50 almost a clever grab there by Abby Green managed to knock it to the advantage of and an easy goal for Imogen Barnett 
She's on fire. The Pies respond here at Vic Park. They go to 3-2-20. Kingsley Demons 1-4-10 here on WARFradio.com and the VFLW YouTube stream. Don't forget, coming up at 1 o'clock today, we have got uh, the Cats and the Dogs out of VU Wittenover, the Western Bulldogs versus Geelong. Here's John O'Van. As we touched on pre-match, uh, ho- hopefully it doesn't ironically rain Cats and Dogs, Peter. Uh, but uh, the weather's looking all right at the moment, which is which is good. Overcast conditions, but that's the nature of footy. So play to restart here at Victoria Park. These I conditions, wish I, these wish conditions. I could keep track of the time, I should say, but uh, I'll try and get on to they, that in the second half. Go these, ahead, Peter Holt. I was going to say these conditions are a walk in the park compared to what we can probably expect in June down at Weavestown. <laughs> yeah, bit of sea breeze there. So. The Rucks go at it once again, as they have throughout the day. Winning uh, the Rove was uh, Samantha Johnson for Casey, but I think she's going to get a free kick, actually. So Johnson kicks towards the outer side, and the mark is taken as they move inside 50, and another mark is taken by the Casey player as she re gathers play continues towards this, the the goal place but high up and under kick means it's get, sorry a high kick means it's going to go out of bounds on the full free kick to the pies that's straighten with the ball she's got it in the back pocket she elects to go with a short kick and it was dangerous to Velado up against the boundary line she's under all kinds of pressure Kendall lurking around there for the Casey Demons hurry kick is going to go out of bounds on the full so we'll go back to whence we started a pies ball in the back pocket Stratton saying uh, why not come to the outer side the player with the ball in the last says yeah now nah, I'm going to stick on the city side of the ground goes to the pack situation the tall and Karras knocked it down there for the Casey Demons. Harmony Thomas managed to feed the football backwards to Emma Humphreys. Had to pick it up off the deck. Humphreys go with a short kick to Johnson. Umpire said no 15. Got to play on. Goes quickly. Was trying to find Milford. The kick was askew. And the Pies are going to clean up here. They're going to spot up the target here on Rebecca Grant. Grant in the back pocket in front of the Sharon Stant. Her side up by 10 points. Looking around for some options. One of them just circling around is Edmund if she wants to go in that direction. Does, but a little wide of her, but still finds another teammate in Jennifer Guy. Guy on the left boot, wearing the flashy boots. You've got to be good if you wear the flashy boots. Goes to King, and it proved it was good, and it's a good kick. Now goes up with King, whose kick wasn't probably so flash, going inside 50. Left some work for Barnett to do tackling from behind. The umpire says it's all locked in. The player caught with it is Horn, and will reset play. 45 metres out from goal. Tap down. Had it for a moment there. It was Emmond. Smothered off her boot. Oh, Humphreys ran into trouble. Just bounced off the wall and says, Nah, I'm okay. Went going up the line through Johnson. The kick is immediately intercepted. Neve McAvoy back on the ground, surprisingly. That is very good news to hear, particularly for Melbourne AFLW supporters. Here's the kick by Bellato. Long, 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 long intercepted. And the Demons will switch out of defence. Mark being taken here by the 45 and Harmony Thomas. Thomas now gets on the right boot. Her kick almost intercepted. Had it momentarily was Mifsud then dropped it like a piece of soap. Buck and wraps her all up. Umpire says you got spun around, you got spun around, you got spun around. And that is holding the football. And the former Collingwood captain Grace Bucken has the ball for the Demons. See, the interpretation's a bit confusing, but here comes Bucken. The contest was there, but no player can emerge from it as players circle. 
Number 56 in uh, Neil for Collingwood just couldn't quite get the ball as uh, Casey looked to go at it again. McAvoy chasing, but then decides, oh no, decides to leave it behind. And so the player in number 45 for Thomas has uh, coughed it up under the lasso rule and Collingwood looked to rebound. So Edmund takes a mark for the Pies here on broadcast side. Edmund lowers the eyes, kicks to Caitlin Bunker. So Bunker, nice run up, high up and under kick. Who can emerge? Fortunately, no one for the Pies, but the Casey players wrapped up. Bucken gets the handball. Straight to her teammate in... Not entirely sure. Can't see the front number there. 99, Emmon. Emmon who, kicks it who kicks it out in the full, uh, and uh, Collingwood look to rebound here. Emmon with a free kick now manages to go on quickly to Stratton. Stratton uh, almost got mown down. Got a kick inside 50. Wasn't all that great. Elbows in there from Hales. Now the Casey Demons trying to find Humphreys. Went over ahead. Battaglia watches first out of the pack. The Tasmanian tries to go in and pick up the football. Overran it. Hand pass back from Mifsud. Umpire says over the shoulder. Free kick on the way of 53 in Grant. I should mention earlier. I said Bunkin with the helmet. It's actually Neil with the helmet. My apologies for that. Goes long for the King direction. King went through her hands, though, under all kinds of pressure. Going in this Colburn Veal. Hand pass came out over the Casey Demons. Bunkin was under pressure. It was hot potato stuff. So she says, I'm getting rid of the ball before I get pinged. Fairchild wanted to try and jump in there as well. Umpire circles, blows the whistle, and says, uh, Stalemate, I'll call for a ball up at the half-forward flank here for the Magpies. So we reset play. Close towards the boundary line. Neil goes in to pick up the football. Gets it across. Oh, jumping at the back is Xander. Going in there to try and have a crack there is Kendall. Can't get it out there. Watching on Xander. Umpire circling. Neil wants to extract the football. No dice. And Bunker also jumps in there for the Pies. Rugby mall at the moment. Fairchild. Umpire, you've got a whistle. Might be a good idea to use it. He says, no, it's going to pop out. And he was correct. He's and it was Jackson. Sure. Now kicks it in towards the hot spot. 40 metres out from the Pies goal. Again, another scrum is going to form. Having a crack in there, Trisha Cowan. The umpire says, now we'll have a break and we'll have a kick yet. 3-2-20 for the Pies. Casey Demons, one four ten. <laughs> he jumped pretty well, the ump, to receive that. A bit like uh, umpire Peter Carey back in the day. Oh, ball up lands in the hands of uh, no one in particular as the ball's in dispute. Players go to ground. Uh, and looks like to be another ball up. Collingwood players just burying, burying the Casey... Oh, in fact, I don't even think the Casey player was in the contest there as it was uh, <laughs> Xander who ended up with it. It's actually going to be a free kick to... Casey and it lands in the hands of Fitzsimon so Fitzsimon almost got it to Johnson but they keep on moving the ball through and Milford's chasing it but uh, couldn't quite end up with the ball as Collingwood players come to launch a response nothing doing the umpire says I'll have it as is definitely the case around the patchy spots around the ground here at Victoria Park so the ball goes up. King looks to have won the tap out there. And the ball is gathered and kicked by Fitzsimon again. She's she's played well for the Casey Demons so far. The Collingwood player in uh, Haslam was wrapped up. 
that the ball emerges is that solid hip and shoulder came from Colborne Veal as the Pies look to rebound once again through Haslam. And there's a kick there oh. from the number nine for Casey in Con Conroy. And uh, unfortunately, he's gone straight for the boundary. It will be a boundary throw-in just Ooh, I, I inside I... the arc there. So avoiding the lasso rule, the boundary umpire coming in 10 metres to throw the ball in. Yeah, I thought it might have been uh, she kicked it over the line. I'd, I'd like to have a look back at that as the ball is thrown back into play. Hurry kick away by Guy on the left boot. Curled around the corner. Diving mark there. And taking that is Nicole Hales. Hales with the football. Says, I'm going to go long and up the line. And that's what she does on the right boot. Heading in the Neve McAvoy direction. Floats away from her. Trying to go up there as Fitzsimon. Close towards the boundary line. Under pressure by Ricardo. Over and out. Will call for the ball in. Ten-point lead at the moment to the Collingwood Magpies. Over the Casey Demons. Second-term action here on WARFradio.com. Your home of women's football. Later today from 1 o'clock, we've got the Bulldogs and the Cats. Tomorrow from 9.30, Essendon and Port Melbourne. As the ball is thrown back in the play. Out the back is Xander. Xander got it across to Emmon. Emmon now goes inside 50. Vacant goal square. Don't tell me it'll be another goal that's a dribbler. Have a look at that from Green. Green says, no hands required. Just kick that out of midair. And the Pies go to 4-2-26. The Casey Demons 1-4-10 for, for Collingwood. What's this thing called? Set shots. We don't need them. In fact, what's this thing called Australian rules football? Just forget about the hands and play soccer with a uh, Sharon, which can be brutal, especially if you're playing barefoot. But, uh, yeah, Collingwood in the open goal square, it's been a true factor today here at Victoria Park. And, yeah, gee, I wonder if Casey are going to launch, you know, a bit of a tactical change and look to get players inside the square and just move on the goal place. That's the consistent thing with the Pies. Every time they're getting that goal, they're able to get the ball over the top and out the back. And there's no one playing a sweeper role out the back for the Casey Demons, and it's hurting them. Indeed, it is. So, umpire says, yep, 5-6-5's in place. The ball goes up. King gets the tap out. And Collingwood look to do a lot of what they have this quarter, which is just kick more and more goals. So, a pack forms, ball goes to ground, and the umpire says, I'll have it again. That no, yes, indeed. So players separated. Looked to be a free kick was awarded, but no, that's not the case. As King looks to have got the tap out again for the Pies, looking to find the goals again. Is a high up and under kick. Can someone get the mark this time? The Casey Demons marking the goals, and uh, Conroy for Casey rushes it through. It'll be a behind. The score is currently four three twenty seven. The pies to Casey, one for ten. Oh, the kick in back in the play wasn't all that great. Xander almost picked it up off the ground for the pies. Quick hand pass back to Jennifer Guy, who tried to thread the eye of a needle. It was intercepted, though, by Kendall. Kendall comes away for the Casey Demons. Put it out towards the wing. Borchard chases after the football. Does well. Managed to burn her opponent. Kicks up the line looking for Milford. Will it stay in play? It does. Milford went to ground, then got back up again. Then almost brought down Rain with this kick. It's high in the air. Humphreys, shortest play on the ground, goes for the punch. Spalls Velado at the crucial moment. King tries to kick it, pick it up and kick it. Does so. Gains about 25 metres. Was heading in the direction of Haslam. 
Ball in dispute. Umpires come in and said that's too high in that contest. That will be a free kick going the way of the Casey Demons. And ending up with a football there. Almost on the uh, half-back flank, City side of the ground. And going for the kick is Kendall. And Kendall, long up the line, off the hands there of Bouchard. It couldn't quite hang on to it. McAvoy's trying to get in there. Umpire pins holding the football. Free kick going the way of the Collingwood Magpies. Gee, did, did they issue a directive after last night? No one can be sure. Purcell now goes and gets intercepted by Bouchard. Bouchard now turns it over. Going back there, Jennifer Guy chasing after the football. Purcell had Neve McAvoy on her hammer. McAvoy had it. Then she got brought to ground. Tell you what, it's tight football. Back and forward, back and forward. Pye send it long up the line. City side wing going in there and sliding his Kendall and forces the ball over the boundary line and out of bounds. We'll call for a ball in. 17-point lead to the Magpies. Second term action. Red time-ish. I'm not sure. I'm not sure when they stop the, uh, the clock, but the ball comes in. King emerges with the footy. Almost... Uh, successfully roved it to, well, I suppose tapped it to the rover, but uh, nothing doing as play continues on the outer side near the BHP logos. And there is the siren. So at half time, it's the Pies 4-3-27 to the D's 1-4-10 here on WRFradio.com. Peter Holden. Yes, you're on WRFradio.com. We should mention you were talking about red time. I would love the last five minutes of every quarter to be called Taco Bell time, but Taco Bell, pay up. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually bang on with the time, so around the 20-minute mark it actually worked. So, yeah, it was a gamble to try and figure out how much time was left, and I nailed it, so that's perfect. Okay, so uh, the goal kickers that we have at the moment, unofficially to halftime, uh, Green, Stratton, Bunker and Barnett for the Magpies. For the Casey Demons, Imogen Milford being their only goal. And, and again, it, it's just one of those games for the Casey Demons where they're taking it up to their opponent. You know, by any stretch of the imagination, the scoreboard shows a 17-point lead to Collingwood. Are Collingwood dominating the game? No. But... They are making the most of their luck when the ball gets out the back. And is it fair to say luck? Well, then maybe you could say, no, that's a deliberate ploy of them getting it out the back and exposing that the KC Demons are not having a sweeper, someone covering that back 20 or 30, and that's allowing the Pies, with their speed, which we talked about at the start of the game, of Collingwood being a fast team, to expose this. Yeah, it's fair to say as well that uh, the Ds might be in a bit of disarray at the moment. Uh, just slowly jogging off compared to the Pies just strolling off the ground um, as if, uh, you know, one team's, fair to say, more comfortable than the other. Because if you look across the Casey Demon side and who's performing well, of course, we had McAvoy off the ground for several minutes when they pointed the neck and they were worried about a neck injury and obviously they do all the concussion tests and everything that they must do. Humphreys is, you know, a former AFLW-listed player. She is having a crack, no questions about that. Grace Buckham was showing a lot of class there in that uh, second quarter. Also as well, Nicole Howes was getting on the end of some. We saw Fitzsimmons we saw Harmony Thomas starting to rack up some possessions as well. Milford having a crack. The captain, Johnson. Bouchard in those last few minutes. They've got players that are stepping up and fighting hard for the ball. Unfortunately, at the moment, they're not getting reward for effort. The Collingwood Magpies... 
they're making the most of their luck. And with that, Abby Green, as we saw, fantastic to see her kick a goal at the moment. Velado's been good so far. Stratton in patches has been good. Xander has been working hard. Marla Neal chasing around everything. Jennifer Guy, who was some piercing kicks that we saw in the latter stages of that uh, second quarter as well. Richard Barnett on the scoreboard. King has been doing very well in the ruck. If you look at across, both sides have got players that have been stepping up in patches and been doing very well. It's that when the opportunities are there, Collingwood have ticked the boxes. Yeah, Kalia Haslam uh, just filling... You know, filling in the patches for uh, the pies every so often, which is which is just one of that uh, those X Factor type moments where you just need that player to just sort of sort of clear the air a bit and you know play a, play a decent role for your team. So she's uh, another name that's been playing well as well. It's a strange thing to say, isn't it, for the KC Demons? It's not like you know a team that's down. We were saying, will someone step up? Will someone take the game on? They're, they're taking the game on. They're having a crack. Their opportunities are limited. Same with the Pies. They've both had limited opportunities. It's just Casey just has not got re- much reward for their effort. The only purple patch that they, of course, had was that first three or four minutes in the second term. Yeah, their effort's been really good, especially with the rebounds, as I've been saying. They just need to capitalise on one or two, and that's going to be that spark. I, uh, the first time I was on... Uh, 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 this particular station in uh, WARF Radio, I was talking about sparks and how it's important to find that and just build on from there. And um, so hopefully they can find their uh, um, uh, spark and then in turn, uh, if you remember that uh, particular call, go on to, f- uh, to find the bash, uh, to find the uh, power surge and then, uh, as it's not known to... Uh, to footy, let alone women's footy, get the bash boost point. Uh, <laughs> Dare I say, the, the best spark is Lauren Spark of the Western Bulldogs. That is true. <laughs> so, who knows? Uh, you know, I suppose. Uh, wait, is she a sparky? I'm not sure. <laughs> bit the, the, hang on, hang on. <laughs> he hates it. <laughs> oh, he had that plan. We needed the trombone. He had that plan. We needed the trombone. He had that planned. Yeah. That means we definitely need a halftime break and we need a coffee from somewhere, believe me. <laughs> halftime, the Collingwood Magpies 4-3-27, oh the Casey Demons 1-4-10. We'll be back on the other side of this. There are plenty of Classic Hits radio stations, but this is where GoRadio.live is different. We unashamedly select the best music from our chosen era. We develop programs that provide the music with minimal interruption. For many hours of the day, you won't hear any announcers, just great music and the occasional station ID. We let the music play through until the end, no crossfades and no announcers talking over the start and end of tracks. We think you're going to love GoRadio.Live, radio as it should be. Check it out at www.goradio.live or download the free app from Google Play or the App Store. The mate with the high-tech Bluetooth fish finder, but not a life jacket. You know the type. So when enjoying the water, make the right call to keep your mates safe. Make sure they wear a life jacket. A message from your mates at Royal Life Saving. How often should you wash your hands? Maybe around nine times a day. Four? Like 20? Maybe twice a day. Whenever they feel dirty. When should you wash your hands? After you touch some raw meat. And before starting to eat. At the beginning, I wash my hands before preparing food. How would you rate your knowledge of food safety? Probably like an 8 out of 10. 6 or 7. 7.5? Learn more at foodsafety.asn.au slash training. Food safety, it's in your hands. Hi, I'm Natalie Armat from NITV. 
Neighbour Day on March 28 is a national celebration of community. It's a day that reminds us why having strong social connections is so good, not only for our wellbeing, but for those around us. It brings together people from next door, the local community, or even online. But the real strength is in us knowing that Neighbour Day isn't just one day, it's every day. Visit neighbourday.org for events and information. Neighbour Day is a program of Relationships Australia. No business wants to throw money away. But did you know sending resources to landfill can be more expensive than recycling them? Planet Ark's free business recycling service can kickstart your workplace recycling journey, help you find the right recycling solutions and give you a competitive edge. Join the 1 million Australians using business recycling to keep valuable resources in circulation. Visit businessrecycling.com.au. It's just good business. Been playing for a while Sweet kicks Cos footy makes you smile Sweet kicks football If you're getting ready for the trials Gotta go the extra mile Sweet kicks football hearing that sweet sound when you kick the ball? Need to develop your footwork or explosive speed? Want to take the next step in your footy career? Then you need Sweet Kicks. More info on our Facebook page or go to our website sweetkicksfootballacademy.com.au Gotta go the extra mile Sweet Kicks Football <laughs> They're my grandkids. Gee, they can make some noise. But you know what? It's a beautiful sound because they're alive and having fun. The sound I hate is silence in the pool. When a child drowns, you hear nothing. No splashing, no cries for help. Be vigilant around water. Fence the pool, shut the gate. I teach your kids to swim, it's great. Supervise, watch your mate and learn how to resuscitate. I'm Laurie Lawrence. Kids alive, do the five. Hi, this is Missy Higgins for RAD, recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. I see a lot of things at gigs, mostly people having a good time and a few drinks. But what I'd hate to see is someone getting behind the wheel after they'd been drinking. Being even a little bit over the limit makes it too easy to lose control. So if you plan to drink, plan ahead. Arrange a designated driver who won't drink. Remember, music lives and you should too. There's jumpers, hoodies and tees for you at leaguetees.com.au Leaguetees.com.au is your place for retro footy gear with designs created by local artists that you won't find anywhere else. Plus their unique range of women's footy tees help raise funds for Indigenous literacy programs. Get online and start shopping today. Leaguetees.com.au Could you recognise if one of your friends or family was having a stroke? Think fast. F. Face. Check their face. Has their mouth drooped? A. Arms. Can they lift both arms? S. Speech. Is their speech slurred or confused? T. Time. Don't wait. Call Triple O now. Think fast. Act fast. A message from the National Stroke Foundation. Draft Central is entering a new era, covering all the state leagues 
from the VFLW, Sample W, Waffle W and Quaffle W, as well as their primary focus, the NAB League Girls, Draft Central has you covered when it comes to all you need to know about the future stars of the AFL Women's. Draft Central, brought to you by Rookie Me, is now on YouTube, so be sure to subscribe at Draft Central, as well as on our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram pages at Draft Central Oz. We are the Australian Literacy and Numeracy Foundation, striving to empower our most marginalised communities through literacy and education. Literacy is having a voice. Literacy is opportunity. Literacy is dreaming big. Literacy is freedom. Today, you can help end inequality and give every child access to our life-changing and proven literacy programs. Your support is vital. Donate now at alnf.org. Hi, Matt Welsh here. In Australia, drowning is one of the biggest killers of kids under five. So take a few minutes to check your pool barrier set for this summer. Visit kidsafe.com.au to find out how. Because safe barriers save lives. A tough time doesn't excuse abusive behaviour at home. Even in crisis, there's no place for domestic or family violence. If you, your family or community is affected, help is available online and by phone 24-7. For free, confidential advice, support and counselling for everyone, contact 1-800-RESPECT. There's no place for domestic or family violence. Help is here. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra. WARFradio.com and on the VFLW YouTube stream, you're listening to the VFL Women's Match of the Day. It is Collingwood versus the Casey Demons, and at halftime, Collingwood 4-3-27, lead the Casey Demons 1-4-10. Unofficially, we have goal kickers for Collingwood as Green, Stratton, Bunker and Barnett. For the Casey Demons, their only goal kicker is Milford. Peter Holton and John Oven with you here at Victoria Park, and we'll be back again in uh, about two hours' time down at uh, VU Witten Oval uh, as we bring you alongside James Halley and uh, Katie Lembeski, the game between the Western Bulldogs and Geelong Cats on air at 1 o'clock, bounce down at 2pm. That game will also be video streamed, and I should point out as well, that game will also be relayed through our partners at GoFooty.live and will be on air again tomorrow morning. Uh, myself, Brent Sternberg, and uh, Alex Doherty out at the Hangar in Essendon 9.30am Sunday morning to bring you the game between Essendon and Port Melbourne and there will also be a video stream of North Melbourne and Weemstown with John Oven and uh, Elise Collette 12 o'clock tomorrow afternoon at Arden Street in uh, more comfier conditions for you up there in the box Yes indeed but uh, hopefully the weather improves you know just a little bit more as well so the conditions are more favourable for the players as well and as the grass Starts to starts to dry up a bit. I know, uh, well, or at least I feel that perhaps this afternoon the conditions are going to be a lot better f- uh, when the actual surface is considered because it looked like absolute carpet last night mm. when, excuse me, the uh, Western Bulldogs played Richmond last night in the AFLW. 
Indeed, as we see, the Casey Demons are all in a huddle. The Collingwood Magpies just doing a few handball drills before they get ready to uh, begin this second half of action. Crowd at the moment, a modest, uh, I would say, if you went and did a head count, 60 to 70 people. And again, the crowd number being affected today by uh, a number of things. One, the rain was bucketing down just before 8 o'clock this morning, so a few people and some commentators might have just said, yeah, yeah no, um, I might just stay home in bed this morning. And also for the fact that for Melbourne supporters um, that would normally fire the Casey Demons, they may be going, OK, well, we've got the very long trek to the Casey Fields, and uh, they'll be focused on that for 3pm in the AFLW between the Ds and the Lions at Casey Fields in Cranbourne East. It was good to see one of the uh, uh, the Demon Army uh, cult figures in Sean Ducks down here uh, supporting. He he took a few snaps and it posted to his social media, so it's good to see that uh, the support is uh, well and truly still there for the VFLW counterparts that the Demons I, have. I do have an around-the-ground score at half-time from the Southern Saints and Darabin match being played at Sandringham. And the Southern Saints, 3-8-26, lead Darabin, 1-1-7. Goals for uh, the Southern Saints, uh, Solon, I hope I get that right, So Ayo, uh, Bahana and Capsalis. Yeah, Sawalo. Uh, yep. Sawalo. Thank you very much. And for Darabin, uh, Cali to Parquet kicked their uh, only goal so far. That is at half time, 26 to 7, Saints leading Darabin. So as play uh, starts, we're about 20 seconds in and not much doing it in the first uh, 20 seconds, but things are shaping up to be a good contest for second half. Uh, the, con the tackle was laid by. Uh, Hallett for the Pies as the ball goes to ground. Umpire circling, says, no, I'll have it. And uh, here we're off to a bit of a shaky start here in the second half. But uh, looks to be a good game nonetheless. So play restarts and the Pies kick forward. Chasing it was Bunker as she advances forward for the Pies. But the ball goes past two players as... The ball's in a bit of a scrap now, and the umpire will have the footy balling it up about 48 metres out from goal. Here's Peter Holden. It's going to be Karras going up in the ruck contest this time for the KC Demons, beaten out by King Stratton, took the ball immediately, got caught, got a little hand pass away, trying to bust the way through there, Johnson. Umpire's just circling and uh, allowing it to go on before eventually saying there is no prior opportunity and will ask for the football back. 17-point lead to Collingwood over the KC Demons here at Victoria Park. Early stage is third term. Umpire throws the ball up in the air, one out by Karras. Neil tried to come on the way through. Maybe being held without it was Horn. Umpire said it was fair. You can play on. Bouchard goes in there. Umpire says pulling of the jumper. That will be a free kick to Bouchard for the Casey Demons. Draws the player. Gives the little hand pass off. Here's the long kick by Kendall going down the line towards the half-forward flank position. Bounced off the chest of the intended opponent. Uh, intended teammate, rather. Fairchild jumped in there. Also, as well, was Imogen Milford. And again, we'll call for another ball up. The crane in the background for those watching via the VFLW YouTube stream. We'll reset it between centre and centre-half forward. High in the air it goes. Karras knocked it down, immediately caught their Purcell. And again, we're going to have another stoppage. And it's the one thing, of course, that we talked about in the pre-game show with Chloe McMillan, the Collingwood coach. We were anticipating quite a number of stoppages today in these conditions. Yeah, there's definitely a few patches on uh, this uh, broadcast side wing as we've talked about, but definitely the same on the outer side. As play continues, 
Collingwood will emerge with a kick towards midfield to no one in particular, but chasing it was a Casey player in the number 36, which was Nicole Hales. And I think it was paid, it was holding the ball uh, to the pies and taking the free kick is Trisha Cowan. So Cowan inside 50. Was very close to hitting Barnett on the chest, but she collects the ball with a second effort and then gets tackled. Holding the ball is the call. Barnett coughs it up. And having the ball from the back line is the Casey player kicking to the outer side wing. Looking to continue that circle work type of pattern. Johnson. The Casey De Demon. So here's Johnson kicking truly to Bucken, who takes a strong mark. Hand passes off. As the Demons go inside 50, can they find an opportunity to just sneak one out? Bodies on the ground here. Umpire looks to be holding the ball. I think she dived on it, the player from the pies. So, and 50 Ooh. meters as well. Must have been abuse. Oh, that or not giving the ball back directly to the player. Or oh, that too. Ball's a bit hard to see. Red pill like a life, but anyway. So here's Imogen Milford. Got the ball directly in front. No particular stand rule, I don't think, in VFLW, but yeah. all players are just looking to potentially put her off. So here's Milford. Looking for a second. Milford kicks and kicks Trolley. So Milford now has two as the Demons go to 2 for 16, trailing the Pies 4 3 27. Peter Holden. Here on WARFradio.com and the VFLW YouTube stream. Peter Holden and John Oven with you here at Victoria Park, Abbotsford. As Imogen Milford has kicked the only goal so far for the Casey Demons, but it's one that they needed. I think the first goal from a set shot today, so most of the other opportunities have been on the run. Umpire with the ball back in the middle of the ground to restart the play. King versus Karras. Karras wins it down, trying to get there as Fitzsimon. Hurried hand pass out, intercepted by the Pies and Bellardo. Ball ricocheted. Buckham was waiting on the outside, couldn't get it to her. Originally trying to kick it off the ground was Kirkwood. Fair try, trying to get a hand pass off, picked off by Stratton. Stratton with a hurried hand pass, and immediately running into trouble was Purcell. Managed to get a kick away, barely got the 15, but the umpire pays the mark to Haslam. Haslam goes on the left boot, finds Eamon out there with space. Eamon's got plenty of space, and Simmons chasing after her. Eamon now turns around on the right boot, goes inside 50. It's a pie floater. Coming in there to try and spoil it is Meg McDonald for the Casey Demons. Brought it to the ground. Fairchild tried to go in there and lay a tackle. Guy comes out with the football. Put on their left boot. Dribble inside 50. Chasing it after this is Colburn Veal. Colburn Veal just mown down from behind. And the umpire says, blows the whistle. High. Free kick going the way of Cara Colburn Veal. And she will have an opportunity for a set shot on goal. 35 metres out. 45 degree angle. Kicking towards the Sharon stand end. So... Collingwood, a chance to nullify that set shot goal by Milford just over a minute earlier. It will be Cara Colburn-Veal with a slow approach. 
comes in on the right, keeps it low, and uh, he floated up everyone else. And uh, I think Christy Stratton was just there minding her own business and went, oh, footy, thanks. <laughs> thanks very much indeed. Stratton comes in, bang on the left boot, no problems from five metres out in the 45 degree angle. She gets her second of the morning and Collingwood moved to 5-3-33. Casey Demons 2-4-16. 6 minutes and 50 seconds gone by here on WARFradio.com and uh, yeah, Collingwood just kicking away to their heart's content almost. I mean, you know you look at how easily Stratton got that and I, That's I, how easy yeah. they're tra treating uh, this uh, game at the uh, moment. I know we banged on about it at halftime, but that'll be something that'll be brought up in the review today for Casey. Not the dribbling goals, but just that easy mark there. It'll be like, what are we doing in that last 10, 20 metres? Collingwood have either created space or on this occasion, an easy mark to Stratton. That's that kind of zone, that last 20 metres is where Casey's falling down and it's where it's hurting them today. So 5-6-5 five, five formation set as Karras and King go up again as they have... And this time, the Rove is won by the number 60 in Jennifer Guy. She's been really good today. As Collingwood try and just keep on just tuning on as they have been doing today. So, it was uh, Kirsty Stratton just... Sorry, Christy Stratton just trying to get involved uh, once again, but couldn't quite... She sort of floats down and looks for a repeat of the previous goal. But... Whistle's gone, and it's going to be a free kick to Casey. Just on the outer side pocket. McDonald. So, so here's McDonald. She kicks to no one in particular, as the contest is quite fierce at the moment near the Toyota logos. And looks to be a stalemate. Umpire circling. What's he going to do? No, he calls play on as the ball emerges. And it's floating towards the boundary as Velado tries to get involved for the Pies but here's the Casey Demons trying to, to rebound and kicking the open space but here they come and bit of a tussle so will they merge with the footy but no as the Collingwood player tries to tackle and bring her to ground. She does successfully but the umpire circling. Looks to pay on the ball. Yep, that's exactly what's going to happen. Collingwood are looking sorry, Collingwood are looking really good as they try, as they get a free kick once again. Yeah, it was McAvoy caught by Mifsud and has the football on the halfback flank. Gets going on the right boot. Stabs at it. Bounces up towards the wing position. Karras, like a giraffe trying to pick a grape up off the floor, had to try and reach down and get that one. And somehow it bounced off of her to the advantage of Fitzsimon. Oh, what a mark! She got Ooh. high. <laughs> 40 metres out from goal and taking that one. Imogen Milford. Kick two so far today. We'll be looking for a third. This is going to test her. When she puts boot to ball, she'll be kicking from 48 metres out on the 45-degree angle, kicking towards the eastern end of the ground. Imogen Milvin unloads on the right. Got the distance, does not have the accuracy. In fact, it went through the hands at the last moment of Nee McAvoy away to the right-hand side. Minus score. 2-5-17, the Casey Demons. Collingwood Magpies, 5-3-33 here on WolfRadio.com. They go short to the back pocket. Mark taken, offering a lead there is Jackson. Too close to the boundary line for the player to go to. 
and uh, Velado instead will have to try and square it up, managing to find Jennifer Guy. Guy now works it sideways, finding Xander. Matilda Xander with the football, gets on the right boot, has a player on here in the middle on the uh, middle of the centre wing position. If that makes sense, probably not. Down the centre wing, now goes long and up the ground. Finds Green. Now has the football. She's outside 50. Gets on the right boot. Pumps it long to the hot spot. Nobody home. And Nicole Hale says, I know I used to play for Collingwood, but you really shouldn't be kicking it to me. And she will take it away for the KC Demon. Sells the candy as well. Trisha Cowan fell for it. Goes long looking for Karras. Went through the hands of Karras. Ball hit the deck. Everyone wants to jump in there for a piece of the action. Bouchard fighting hard for the Demons. And the umpire says it's time to ball it up. 2-5-17 Casey Demons. Collingwood 5-3-33. Don't think it's possible to split the Sharon into... 20 equal pieces as they tried to split the footy just there so the ball restart sorry the play restarts and the number 65 for the Pies and Jackson tries to get involved there and players are on the ground solid tackle there laid by Fairchild but the umpire says I'll have it and uh, who's up as well looking for the nominations as per normal so the tap out was run won by King and it landed in the hands of Caitlin Bunker, but she was dragged to ground. And so there is Humphreys for Casey trying to push it forward and just get a little bit of a spark going that they need. On the back of a terrible dad joke that I tried to make just before the halftime break. Here's Peter Holden. Yeah, exactly. That probably deserves it too, as he has a little bit of a <laughs> smile on his face. Play restarts here. The tap down was uh, won by Karras, and... Yeah, things things just float around the centre of the ground and Kirkwood with the here football. Is Kirkwood. Yep, we'll take it on the right boot, go towards the centre forward position. Milford got a little nudge from behind. Velado going with her. Milford managed to try and get a hurried little hand pass out. Was pickpocketed in the end. Jumping in there is Kirkwood. Now got it inside the forward 50. Milford chasing after it. So is Neve McAvoy. Close towards the boundary line. Will Grant get there first? Everyone goes to ground. It's struggling to keep the feed out there at the moment. And we should mention the rain stopped about a good two hours ago. Velado and Fairchild. Little scoop throw there, if you don't mind. Quickly across to Bush who kicked it around the corner but was wide, wide, wide of the right-hand point post and out of bounds on the full. 2-5-17, Casey Demons. 5-3-33 for the Collingwood Magpies here at Victoria Park, WARFradio.com. Mark taken there by Bunker. He'll go for a bit of a run. Caitlin Bunker on the left boot going up the line. Taking the mark nicely on the chest is Mifsud. Mifsud takes it in front of where the crane is in the background. For those that are watching on the YouTube stream, dropping and getting it back again. Imogen Barnett had to go backwards to Neil. Neil with a little toe poker on the left boot. Works out okay. Here come the pies building again on the centre wing out of side of the ground. Green said, thank you very much. Two bites the cherry and I'll pull it in. Now goes to take on the player on the mark. Doesn't go for the kick goes for the long hand pass instead. One step kick by Barnett going inside 50. Ball brought to ground. That was good roving work. Hurry little kick there by Colburn. Veal will come off hands and it was away to the left hand side of the goalpost as well. See there it is. The Casey Demons need to mark the line. Nobody's home. That could have gone horribly wrong for the Casey Demons. 5-4-34 Collingwood. Casey Demons 2-5-17. So here is Kendall kicking out Kicks to the paint. Doesn't get to anyone in particular as the Collingwood player, uh, sorry, the D's player, socks it off the ground. 
Milford tries to get involved. She's been solid today, but it'll land in the hands of Elizabeth Jackson. As Jennifer Guy chases the footy, tries to gather, can't as Casey try and launch a counter-attack, but the mark is taken by Caitlin Bunker. She's been super, super great today as well. So on the broadcast side wing, Bunker inside 50. Can someone get the mark? No, unfortunately not, as Green tries to get involved for the Pies. As the ball goes down to ground and the umpire says, I'll have it. So he's looking on the sphere for the Pies as they look to go for another goal. Here's Peter Holden. Here on WARFradio.com, ball is thrown up in the air. Abby Green took it immediately out of the ruck and then went to ground. Back in with a, pardon me, with a hurry kick away, there was Windbanks for the KC Demons. Just barely gets outside their back 50. Harmony Thomas had the ball on the deck, couldn't quite pick it up. She ended up having to jump in and lay a tackle on Rebecca Grant. Umpire said it was in the back. And pardon me, it wasn't Rebecca Grant, it was Georgia Ricardo. Ricardo with the football gets the call to play on. Ricardo in the light blue boots now kicks it long inside 50. Backing back is Nicole Hales. And she takes the mark for the Casey Demons in front of the Sharon stand back pocket. She looks to go for the short little kick and getting a bump as she took the mark there it was Laura Johnston. Johnson gets up, feeling a little worse for wear, copying that one from Colburn Veal. Johnson with the football. On the right boot, elects to go up the line. Gains about 35 metres. Windbanks trying to force her way through the pack. Ball got out the back door. Thomas comes in there. Umpire says hi. Free kick going the way of the Collingwood Magpies. So they'll have the opportunity here through Bunker to have another crack inside 50. Bunker tries to give herself some space. Runs around Humphreys. Gets on the left boot. Almost found the intended target. Just bounced off her chest. Hurry little hand pass away. Coming through uh, the player in McDonald who kicks it up the line for the Casey Demons to the wing broadcast side. Over the head of Milford. Ferguson waiting out the back. Look left, look right. Then got on the right boot. Goes with a little chip kick. Works out okay. Just on the defensive side of centre. Mark taken by Rebecca Grant. Grant now goes on the right boot, chasing after the football's Matilda Zander. Fairchild going with her. Zander gets a little hand pass away. Pies with the opportunity now to go inside 50. Jumping for the football was Trisha Cowan. But it was taken away there in the end by Sammy Johnson. Finds Neve McAvoy. Neve McAvoy, defensive side of the centre circles. Tries to hit Milford on the chest. Drop the football between centre and centre half forward. Hit the deck. Everyone wants to jump in there like it's a party. Rebecca Grant comes in and everyone says, look, you're going nowhere. We'll call for the ball up and reset play. 5-4-34 Collingwood. Casey Demons, 2-5-17 third quarter action. 17 minutes gone. Just ticking over as the ball goes up and play restarts. It's going to be, I think it was a ruck infringement. Yep. And the free kick will be taken by Winbanks. So Winbanks kicks and the tussle is well and truly alive for the Casey Demons, but then the Pies player goes to ground as players circle, and so is the umpire. He's always looking to pay, holding the ball when they circle like that. If you're watching on the YouTube stream, nothing eventuates, and the rucks go at it. So King and Wimbanks here. As the ball goes to ground, plenty of that in wet weather footy. Umpire continues to circle as play continues for the moment. And it's going to be another ball up. So, as, yeah, I think the nature of the Victoria Park deck is you're going to see plenty of patches appearing up uh, around the ground from the ones that we had originally. Play continues. King was the one that brought it to ground. Bucken is watching on. So is Liza West. 
And eventually the umpire says, I have to break this up. And as Johnson helps her teammate in Fitzsimon off the bottom of the deck and will restart play one more time. You've got a feeling the Casey Demons do need to kick one just before three-quarter time to A, give them some momentum and just keep that window of opportunity open for them to try and steal this match. Taken away there by Stratton originally. The long kick by the Pies inside 50 is cut off by Nicole Hales and Hales will switch towards the uh, wing position on the city side of the ground. Bounce off the chest of Simmons who had to go back and get it again. Swung around on the boot, kicked it back towards the direction she came from, which was the city side wing position. Hands on hips with frustration, Emma Humphreys, as the ball is locked in and we call for another ball up. In the shadows of the three-quarter time siren, here on WARFradio.com, we wait for the ball to be thrown up and we'll go again. Karras beats out King on that occasion. Was picked off, though, by Elizabeth Jackson coming through. Got into heavy traffic. Umpire says, that's high. That will be a free kick going the way of the Pies. Getting up and feeling a little worse for wear there. The 91 in Demi Hallett. Definitely uh, not much time left for the Casey Demons to rebound and score a goal. So there's just uh, over 30 seconds to go. Holding the ball... <sighs> about 70 metres out from goal, but time's going to stop as there's a Collingwood player down on the ground. She's clutching her knee. Knees up. Double whistle. Time is off for the moment. Was so clutching the knee, then clutched the uh, shoulder, then clutched everything else. I think she just might be saying, I'm just, I'm just feeling hurt. A yeah. bit stiff here yeah. and there. Trisha so Cowan. <laughs> thanks for that. So, with uh, just over 10 seconds to go, Mind you, also coming off the ground in the hands of the trainers there. Uh, looks like it might be, is that Kirkwood there for the Demons? I saw a three. I'm not quite sure if it's Kirkwood or McDonald. So Kirkwood sent, so not so not Kirkwood. Uh, it was Kendall sending a kick towards the outer side. Kirkwood's off the ground for the Casey Demons in the hands of the she trainers. Is indeed. So that is three-quarter time here at Victoria Park on WARF Radio. The score, 5-4-34, the Pies, 2-5-17 to the Casey Demons. Your thoughts, Peter Holden? Well, it's not a good sign. Like, just spotting, as we said, Kirkwood going, and they're taking her to the rooms as well, which uh, I'm not going to pretend to know what injury that she's got. We've, we've clearly missed it. But Kirkwood, uh, if she's going down to the rooms, would suggest might not be taking any further part today. So to be one player down in the rotation, and they're 17 points down. This is a big ask for them, that they've got to kick three goals. It is probable, remember, they had those three scoring shots in the space of three minutes mm. against Collingwood in the opening stages of that second quarter. That's the same end of the ground that they'll be going to, but they've got to be clean as a whistle. And again, they can't allow Collingwood to make the most of their opportunities, which we've seen today where we've been talking about with the Casey Demons, that back 10, 20 metres where they've been, they haven't been watching it well at all today. And uh, th things that uh, are 50-50 coin flips have gone for Collingwood's way. The Casey Demons have got to make sure everything goes right. Like we said, it's possible for them that scoring end is the Sharon stand, but... As we said, everything got to go absolutely right, including when you've got one player down. You can see Borchardt starting to come into the game a bit. Got to see a little bit more of her. Milford starting to present well. Hmm. Again, this is the scoring end. So if Milford can get on the end of two, I reckon two goals from her and they're a show. 
we're seeing, obviously, Humphreys has been putting in a lot. McAvoy may be a little bit quieter in that quarter as well. Fairchild has been going more and more and more. Fairchild, they've got to see at least something come out of it. Winbanks is starting to step up. There are a few players that had been quiet in that first half that are coming into the game for the Casey Demons, but again, making the most of their opportunities. Unfortunately, in that term, they didn't get as many as Collingwood, and Collingwood just continue to make the most of theirs. Anything could happen in a 20-minute game of footy, but the plan would be likely for Collingwood to just ice the clock as much as they can, get the stoppages up, and uh, even though the conditions are slightly getting a lot better as the sky almost tries to open up. But uh, we'll what, what, what Casey would have to be worried about is Abby Green started to find a bit of confidence in that quarter. And, and because she's a tall, there's two ways that they can play Abby Green with Collingwood. They can either play her out of the forward line or because she's such a big unit, if, if Casey do start to get a bit of momentum going, they can drop someone like a Green with her height into the back line to say, right, just be there to spoil everything. Let's look at uh, around the grounds just briefly. So the Southern States playing Darabin, as we mentioned earlier, and they've just kicked away to a massive, massive margin uh, as the fourth quarter has just started. So Southern Saints, 6-12-48, leading the Darabin Falcons, 1-1-7. Oh, dear, it is a long, long season for the Darabin Falcons, no doubt. We'll take this opportunity to take a break at three-quarter time. Collingwood, 5-4-34. Casey Demons, 2 5 17. Hey, Gary, what time you call this? Yeah, the traffic was really bad. Oh, there's Steve-o. G'day, Steve. Good morning. How's your weekend? Same old, same old. What'd you get up to? Not much. Are you okay, mate? Looking out for one another is something we all need to do. So if a mate's struggling, ask, are you okay? Listen, encourage action, and check in again soon. Those four steps could change their life. Find out more at areyouok.org.au. Draft Central is entering a new era covering all the state leagues from the VFLW, Sample W, Waffle W and Quaffle W as well as their primary focus, the NAB League Girls. Draft Central has you covered when it comes to all you need to know about the future stars of the AFL Women's. Draft Central, brought to you by Rookie Me, is now on YouTube, so be sure to subscribe at Draft Central as well as on our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram pages at Draft Central Oz. The average person spends 44 minutes a day thinking about food. At Oz Harvest, thinking about food is a full-time job because we're always looking for new ways to nourish our country and combat food waste and hunger. Every day, we rescue quality surplus food across Australia and deliver it to those who'd otherwise go hungry. And you can help. Every dollar donated to Oz Harvest can provide two meals to people in need. Visit ozharvest.org. Thought for food. Hi, I'm Natalie Armat from NITV. Neighbour Day on March 28 is a national celebration of community. It's a day that reminds us why having strong social connections is so good, not only for our wellbeing, but for those around us. It brings together people from next door, the local community, or even online. But the real strength is in us knowing that Neighbour Day isn't just one day, it's every day. Visit neighbourday.org for events and information. Neighbour Day is a program of Relationships Australia. Hi, Matt Welsh here. In Australia, drowning is one of the biggest killers of kids under five. So take a few minutes to check your pool barrier set for this summer. Visit kidsafe.com.au to find out how. Because safe barriers save lives.
on WARFradio.com and the VFLW YouTube stream. This is the VFL Women's Match of the Day. It is Collingwood versus the Casey Demons and the Magpies lead at three-quarter time. 5-4-34, the Casey Demons 2-5-17. Unofficially our call kickers at three-quarter time. Two to Stratton, singles to Green, Bunker and Barnett. For the Casey Demons, both of their goals have been kicked by Imogen Milford. Peter Holden alongside Jono Venn. Um, slight difference, yours truly, probably about 650 games experience. John Oven debut on Play by Play today. Uh, and we should mention as well, John O doing a fantastic effort. Um, literally, has only just eyeballed the team sheet when he came to the ground because uh, our other commentators got struck down with the Windy Hill flu this morning and pulled out at quarter to eight. And John O got the call at eight o'clock saying, uh, Can you be at the ground for the 10 a.m. bounce? It's going to be really good. Uh touching on that to actually study the team sheets in depth for this afternoon's game as we uh, drive up to Witten Oval. I'm looking forward to that very much. Yes, indeed. The Bulldogs and Geelong Cats will be on air at 1 o'clock for that one. And for those that stay on our radio stream at WARFradio.com to take you up to that game, we'll have a one-hour interview with former Collingwood AFLW footballer Emma Grant immediately after this match. Taken away by the Casey Demians, immediately out of the middle of the ground by Johnson. Kick long inside 50, came off hands. Lurking around the pack, there is Simmons. She wants it over the top. Also, there is Harmony Thomas. who so got to put the brakes on. Thomas for an early one for the Demons. Oh, it's a way to the right. Jesus, if it went to a little more to the left and went through the big sticks, it would have got the party started. But still, that's a sign of intent from the Casey Demons. 2-6-18. Going with Magpies 5-4-34. A sign of intent indeed. As the ball goes to the outer side wing. And... The Pies just looking to re rebound as they've done all day. Okay. Who, who, who can take a mark? It's going to be Barnett. She's going to have a shot on goal. No, so she decides to play on. Who's in there? Unmarked goal square this time. And a soccer off the ground from Xander. Ole. <laughs> you know what? It doesn't matter about what code we're playing because you can play this play any way you want when uh, when the ball's up in the air like that and that was an excellent kick there 6-4-40 the Collingwood Magpies Casey Demons 2-6-18 ouch 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 for the Casey Demons they've obviously opened up the game more because they've got to take the risk to try and get in front now you look going oh jeez not if the Thomas kicked the goal but now the point and they send it back and now the margin's out frustrations for Demon supporters at the moment going oh dear what could have been they miss it's the th it's what today's been Casey Demons have missed their opportunities Collingwood have made the most of their opportunities that's the only thing that's really divided these teams apart in what has been a pretty tough affair going in there is Fairchild, can't get the football out, got Neil on her hammer still trying to do the soccer skills off the ground Volano going in there with Harmony Thomas Purcell chasing after the football as well overran it, Fairchild comes in to lay the tackle, works out well holds up the ball, umpire says I'll take it back so we're between centre and centre-half forward, gaining close towards that city side wing. Throw it up in the air. Karras knocked it down. Tackle laid on immediately by Fitzsimon. Umpire comes in and says, I'm feeling a little insecure or a bit cold because he hugs himself. We'll call for a ball up. Zoomed in a bit there and thought he was about to signal holding the ball, but that's not uh, that didn't eventuate. So the ball goes up and ball goes straight back down as there's a bit of a scrum again. There's been plenty of those scrums today. Umpire circling. Has someone dived on the ball? By the looks of it, no, it hasn't. As the ball re-emerges from out the back. And here the pies come once again. 
So to midfield and broadcast side. Players go at it. The numbers a bit hard to see as they don't turn around sometimes. But collecting the ball is Imogen Milford. Gee, she's been the shining light for Casey today. Players just need to follow along with her. McAvoy. Handballs to her teammate who kicks perfectly to Milford who's followed in from the second sorry followed in with the second effort gee that was good Peter Holden how good has Milford been today at least presenting 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 been a shining light up forward hasn't had the most of opportunities and like again like with an earlier set shot it is very difficult from a long distance out in uh, heavy conditions today so here's Milford lining up for her third goal it's on its way and goes across the face it'll be a boundary throw in on the right hand goalpost side down at the Sharon stand end. We wait for the ball to be thrown back into play. At the moment, it is a 22-point lead to Collingwood over the Casey Demons. Spinning back into play. Milford will do the ruck work. Does so from behind with O'Connor. Going in there is Marlon Neal. And the umpire says it's going nowhere. I'll ask for the football back, please. So we're 35 metres out from the Casey Demons goal. Once again, it will be Imogen Milford is going to go up in the contest versus O'Connor who brought it to ground. Neil got the roving work, kicked it currently. Karras is waiting there. Oh, the bounce was cruel for her though. And Xander came through and kicked it long out towards the wing on the city side of the ground. Slapping it in front is uh, Imogen Barnett. Barnett goes to pick up the football. Got Moan down from behind. And the umpire says G-O-N-E gone. Free kick to the way of the Casey Demons. And taking that is is Emma Horn. Horn is going to work sideways. Bakken will take it now on the halfback flank. Bakken, uh-oh, it got picked off by Barnett. Almost picked out her perfectly. I wonder if she heard a familiar voice and went, oops, hang on, I don't play for you guys anymore. As Barnett now has the football. 60 metres out from home. Pumps it long inside 50. Uh, almost ricocheted off the shin there. Stratton, Stratton had to jump in there. McDonald as well. And the umpire says, stalemate. We'll call for the ball up. 25 metres out from the Pies goal. One more and you think, that's all she wrote. So five minutes and 17 seconds gone in this final term here at Victoria Park. Ball goes to ground, lands in the hands of the Casey player about 12 metres out from goal, but the umpire says, I'll have it. It's Colony look to kick away and just land that final blow here. At their spiritual home, ball goes up. Roving was sort of successful, if not for the fact that the player was tackled, the Collingwood player, as the ball goes towards goal, but picked off by the Casey player in, I think it was Conroy. But the ball's going to go out, and it'll be a boundary throw-in, about 45 metres out from goal, I think. So... Ball gets thrown in, as uh, as Peter said, spinning, spinning, spinning. King tries to get the successful tap out, but it lands in the hands of her Casey opponent. Let's play a circle. Fairchild's under it, but it's going to be another ball up. No, it's not going to be another ball up. It's going to be a free kick. Should have said so. Here is Guy. Guy kicks inside 50 for the Pies. Almost picked off by the Casey opponent. Nobody's in the square again. Who kicked that? It was Kirsty, Christy Stratton. Apologies. As nobody was marking the line yet again, Peter Holden. 
Well, Stratton, three goals today. Good effort. And Collingwood move out to 7 4 46. The Casey Demons 2 6 18. They're going well and truly shot now for the Demons. The Pies at this rate will now continue their unbeaten streak as we hit the Easter break. Just a reminder for everyone no VFLW action next week competition by for the Easter and of course we will be back on Saturday April 10th with round 6 action and hopefully soon the remainder of the fixture will be released for the VFLW so we can tell you games ahead of that as we throw the ball up in the air again, Karras beat our king on that occasion, Karras got her own football back, then went for the hand pass in the air, then got punched with the left hand by Fitzsimon into heavy traffic and the umpire says it's all locked up we'll call for a ball up at the centre half forward position for the Demons Bouchard being caught there umpire throws it high in the air Karras wins it down just going through there is Johnson trying to put on the outside of her right boot wanted to kick it off the ground Fitzsimon going towards the pocket now being picked up by Imogen Purcell of the Pies she got mown down Fairchild goes in there as well the lay the tackled hurried little hand pass came out West has a crack at it for the Demons as well Johnson just bounces off the pack she goes to ground now fighting hard for it there was Neve O'Connor hurried little hack job kick out by the Pies ends up working out well it bounces 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 towards the centre wing broad side. Waiting back there was Nicole Hales. Had a teammate for support. There's Kendall. Kendall tries to go with a little hand pass working sideways. Chasing after the football. Johnson does well to harass her Collingwood opponent. There was Cowan who tried to get a hand pass. All over the top there is Emma Humphreys. Almost rode her opponent rodeo style. Almost the full seven seconds going in there was Kendall and the umpire says no dice. Going nowhere. Ricardo give the ball back to me and I'll ball it up right in front of our broadcast position. So Rucks go at it as they have all day and King just didn't really bother to tap the footy there but here's McAvoy out the back for Casey almost getting the mark there was Purcell for the Pies but nothing eventuates there as a kick for the Pies doesn't do much either as McAvoy tries to gather but it was immediately wrapped up by Marlon Neal, I think it was for the Pies. And it's going to be another ball up here, about 60 metres out from the Sharon stand in goal. So, ball goes up once again, as we predicted earlier in pre game, and scrums everywhere as well. But here's Casey trying to find that one last roll of the dice. West tried for Casey, but. Johnson gathers and kicks towards goal. And wow. You're kidding. You, you are, are kidding. Absolutely joking. Got absolutely no words to say, but it looks as if Samantha Johnson has dribble kicked it and it's a goal. Well, there's a long chat between the field umpire oh, and the sorry, goal. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry, it was Milford, I think it was. Milford, yes. Wow. So Milford just suckering it perfectly in that dribble. It was. Dribble and spiral mix. There was a long chat between the field umpire oh, and the goal geez. umpire saying, now, did it clip the goal post at all on the way through? What do you think? And the goal umpire saying, no, I'm 100% certain that was a goal. So all of a sudden for the Casey Demons, they move to 3-6-24. The Collingwood Magpies 7-4-46. So maybe, maybe there's a heartbeat there for the Casey Demons. Ten and a half minutes gone final term here at Victoria Park and oh gee that was a special goal wasn't it far out here on WARFradio.com Peter Holden John Oven here with you 
Umpire doing the 5-6-5 count. Here's a memo from the crowd. Get on with it as he throws the football up in the air. King versus Karras. Both miss it. Taken immediately out of the ruck by Stratton, who kicks it towards the half-forward flank position. Might go back again, Stratton says. I'll just do the work myself. Fairchild jumps in there. Almost caught one in the back. Umpire ignores it as Emin was riding her. And the umpire says, nope, that's all fair in my book. So we'll call that a ball up. Karras and King to go again. One out by Karras. Kendall was trying to get on the end of it. Her teammate did, and there was an awkward little kick out of there by Fitzsimon. Going in there was Neve McAvoy. Got turned over by Neil. Here comes Humphreys. Humphreys' kick is immediately smothered by Emmond. Pressure's put on her, and the ball is seen over the boundary line and out of bounds. No lasso rule, so it will be a ball in. Half-forward flank here for Collingwood. They lead by 22 points. Here in the final quarter, WARFradio.com. Coming up after this match on our WARFradio.com stream. Now, interview with Emma Grant. That'll take us up to 1 o'clock to the pregame with the Western Bulldogs and Geelong from Witten Oval. Beautiful kick inside 50. Now, the umpire has blown ball up. I thought maybe a month. Might have been two two players marking at the same time. That's usually when that happens, a ball up. Yeah, when Yeah, very rare occasion. is Very near. rare goes in there, noise plays to the player in front so they must have been exactly side by side now going across is Emmond Stratton was trying to find her way through goes to ground, wants to have another crack at it, Stratton still fighting in hard, Neil jumps in there for support, oh there's a leg, that's a trip clearly and the umpire says that's a free kick going the way of the Casey Demons to Karras so the Casey Demons ruck has a deep inside their back 50 Gets on the right boot, goes towards the halfback flank on the city side of the ground. It will now be half forward flank because the fire's taken away. Bunker lost control of it, got it back again, spun around, dance floor moves, put into a hot spot 40 metres out from goal. Stratton is going to be first to the football here. Stratton still going. Stratton manages to kind of get a weird little hand pass out. Neil goes in there, coming in there as well as Nicole Hales on the bottom of that. And the umpire says, time for a ball up 25 metres out from the Collingwood goal. So just over 13 minutes gone here in the final term as the umpire throws the ball up. Oh, there was a holding free kick. It's going to go the way of the Pies. Not sure who has it as yet, but it looks to be the number 56 in Mullineal. She's going to have a shot and well and truly wrap this up. So... Neil just taking her full 30. Nicole Hales limping from the ground injured, so another injury there for the Casey Demons after Kirkwood left the ground earlier. So Neil approaches, kicks, it's bending back. Is someone going to get a mark on the line? No, as play continues. A whistle from the arm, but there's going to be a ball up. Gee, that almost came within inches of crossing the line. So. Ball goes up at the top of the square. Can a Collingwood player just get a deft touch on the boot? Oh, they can't as Casey decides to rebound. Mark almost taken by Emma Horn, but goes out of bounds. So we'll reset play here. Inside the Collingwood forward 50, when the ball comes back in, it'll be roughly around 40 metres out from goal. 7 4 Collingwood, 3 6 the Casey Demons. 
But Elton John Oven, Katie Lembeski and uh, James Halley will be at VU Witten Oval at 1 o'clock for the game between the Dogs and the Cats. Join us then also on the VFLW YouTube stream. Umpire says holding the football, free kick going the way of the Pies. And Jennifer Guy has the football. She has the pill at a 45 degree angle, 50 metres out from goal. Gets on the left boot, pulls the kick at the last second. It floats very nicely. And the mark taken 15 metres out, 45 degree angle by, Kirsty Str by Christy Stratton. I keep saying Kirsty for some reason. Christy Stratton. She'll be looking for her fourth goal of the day. Stratton, slight breeze. Blood roll. And we wait for, let's see who comes to the ground. It might be Stratton herself who's got blood. So she won't be kicking her fourth goal. She'll have to hand it across to Georgia Ricardo. And the reason why she's got blood, she's been in and under, in and everything all day, Stratton. Absolutely solid yep. today. Blood on the knee, as you can see. So she'll have to get that uh, wash cleaned up. She's coming in the ground filthy, going, I would have had four today. would have had four. <laughs> so with four minutes to yeah, go... She, she, she's saying it as well. She goes the ground. I would have had four. Oh, damn it. She can't <laughs> believe it. So four minutes to go. Do you reckon she's going to make an appearance back on the field? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's for just, sure. Just, just get throw a band-aid on that. Yep. Last gasp effort. So Georgia Ricardo. as the umpire blows time back on again with uh, Trisha Cowan coming on for... Uh, Stratton, Ricardo comes in, puts it on the right boot, puts it over the goal umpire's hat. Ricardo says, well, that was an easy goal. Thank you to Stratton. I owe you a drink after the game. 8-4-52, the Collingwood Magpies. 3-6-24, the Casey Demons. Collingwood's just been that good today, and, and, this is, and this is time where they can just consolidate and just settle down. What will be, will be. Dare I say, this is probably the only quarter, really, from, if you take away the scoreboard, scoreboard point of view, that Collingwood have dominated the quarter. As we said, they're one rotation down because Kirkwood's gone off the ground now, Hale's injured. But, it, it, but mind you, at the same time, as we saw that first passage of play for Casey going forward, the Casey Demons had to try and open up the game. They had to take the risk because they were the team that was behind. And unfortunately, when you do open up the game, you have the risk that it can hurt you back the other way. And that's this what is happened. No, yeah. This is no doubt been Collingwood's best quarter as the ball goes up in the middle. King gets the tap down. Guy almost roves it. As the ball goes down to ground, umpire calls play on. Looking for some something or someone to bring the ball out the back, but nothing doing. And it will be a ball up about 70 metres out from the Pies goal. So another ball up. And Collingwood just keep on coming and coming. Who's got the footy was dispossessed. Wasn't sure. Play continues here. Is Neil. And nothing doing as Casey regroup. Bucken. So here's Bucken, former Pies captain, premiership captain no less. Kicks about 60 metres out from goal. The Pies goal, and I think eventually it's just hovering around the boundary line near the BHP logos, and it's going to be a ball up here. So, umpire asks for nominations, he gets them. It's pretty much been the same all day as the ball is in dispute, goes to ground once again. Plenty of that today. Umpire circles and says, No, I'll have it once again. Gee, if umpires had super coach points, they'd be racking them in today, that's for sure. Peter Holden. So, we'll throw it up in the air on the city side of the ground. 
King brought it to ground immediately. How many Thomas got that hurry? Apparently, it wasn't how many Thomas. It was Eliza West that kicked it up the line. Fairchild's lurking around. Velado for the pies. Fights hard for the ball. And the umpire says, I'll take it back, please. As Grace Bucking gives it to the umpire. 8.452 Collingwood. 3.624 the Casey Demons. Punch forward. Fairchild's lurking on the outside. Gets almost had the pill there for a moment. Purcell going with her. Marlon Neal watches on. Also trying to fight for the ball is Demi Hazlitt. And again, we'll have another stoppage. Looking forward to the game at 1 o'clock today. On the 2pm bounce, Western Bulldogs Geelong. You'll hear it live on WARFradio.com. Here's the hurry kick off the carpet by Fitzsimon. Gained about 35 metres. Will be sent back once it came from the Magpies. Go to see of Grant. Whoop, no. Turn around the other way. Yeah, now Grant's got it and uh, had to kind of duck and weave a kick partially smothered. Bucking there on a hammer. Close towards the boundary line. Jennifer Guy there with Fairchild. Guy had to go backwards to go forwards. Now taking the mark to intercept for the Casey Demons is Samantha Johnson, their captain. Johnson gets the hurry up as the siren sounds to conclude the match here at Victoria Park. Collingwood, 8 4 52 have defeated the Casey Demons 3-6-24. At the end of the day, they were starting to lose players. Injuries started to come into the equation for the Casey Demons. They had to take the risk. They had to try and take the game on. And Collingwood managed to just put the foot down and say, nope, this game is over. We'll take the four premiership points. They really are the best team. They are really, just really the team to beat. They've been super impressive. And today is no exception. Goal kickers at full time for Collingwood. It was three to Stratton, singles to Green, Xander, Bunker, Ricardo, and Barnett. For the Casey Demons, all three were kicked by Imogen Barnett. Yeah, sure. uh, Imogen Milford, pardon me, saying Barnett. Imogen Milford, get that right. That's what happens when there are a few images on the list, I suppose. Yeah, but yeah. she was solid, so I guess um, it's back to the drawing board for Casey once again, and it'd be interesting to see. Uh, what comes out of that and I guess the two week break is uh, ever so important for both teams but uh, yeah Casey will come out of this probably bigger and better in about two weeks time and again, for Collingwood fans that uh, are staying with us, uh, a reminder for you that uh, in about two minutes' time, we'll air our interview with former Collingwood AFLW footballer Emma Grant. It's a good hour-long interview talking about her career. That'll be coming up at two minutes' time, and that'll take us through to one o'clock for the pregame of the Western Bulldogs versus Geelong from VU Witten Oval. Looks like a final score there from uh, Sandringham, where the Southern Saints, 9-13-67, have walloped Darabin, 1-1-7. The rampaging Saints... As we look ahead to uh, round six action for both teams, uh, for Collingwood, they take on Carlton here at Victoria Park Saturday the 10th of April at uh, 12 p.m. And for the Casey Demons, they'll play host to Geelong at 3 p.m. at Casey Fields again on Saturday the 10th of April. So that just almost wraps things up here at uh, Victoria Park. Once again, uh, John O'Venn, thank you very much for your company for Game 1, and we look forward to hearing from you in just over an hour's time out at West Footscray. Firing up for Game 2. Let's leg it. Let's go. And, of course, yours truly will be out there alongside Katie Lembeski and James Halley, a full suite of commentators for you in just over an hour's time for that game. Western Bulldogs and Geelong on the radio, wifradio.com, uh, from 1 o'clock and uh, a few minutes after that on the VFLW YouTube stream. 
Thanks very much for your company. Coming up after this, our interview with Emma Grant from the Collingwood Magpies today. Collingwood, 8452, defeating the Casey Demons, 3624.